everyone, and welcome to Film Geek Time Machine. I'm your host, Austin Kennedy. I'm other guy, Tim Kaiser. <laughs> You're the other host. Hi, Tim. Yes, I'm other host. <laughs> Hi, Tim. That's uh, my name. Hi, Tim. <laughs> Hi, Tim. Um, this is the podcast where I have a time machine, and me and Tim go back in time to random dates to uh, see uh, like a movie marathon. So we'll, we'll look at the newspapers, thanks to newspapers.com, and then we'll pick five to six movies we'll try to split it down the middle i think we each picked three this time yeah i sure <laughs> sure and this actually wasn't a random date this was a date that you just kind of for almost like a joke said we should go back when star wars came out and not see star wars yes and i'm like actually we should do that so yes. let's and do that, that i had to kick you in the ass so we didn't cheat yeah yeah, yeah. you so, wanted to cheat well so usually movies come out on friday so i it's called cheating Austin. i initially went ahead and looked on may 27th 1977 and the, and i was like oh there's some awesome movies this would be fun to go and then i realized that star wars actually came out on that wednesday so there's some movies that good white that aren't coming your, out got so. good whitewashing of the story austin <laughs> That's I actually told you it was May 25th, yeah, yeah, and yeah. you said, oh, but blah, blah, movie comes out that Friday, right, that's right, right. the 27th, and I'm like, no, that's <laughs> cheating, you yeah. stupid piece of shit. So, okay, May 25th, 1977. <laughs> also, when for next season, when we go back to 1980 and we see Empire Strikes Back, we're not seeing Empire Strikes oh, Back. Oh, let's do that, okay? yeah, that'll be cool. We're also not cheating! Okay, okay? no, that sounds fun. Um, so, May 27th. Or May 25th, 1977, the day Star Wars came out, it opened in two theaters here in Minnesota mm-hmm. at uh, St. Louis Park and somewhere else. It had know. big ads. Very, yeah. very large ads. There's one and big ad. Because we also have this here, Cross of Iron. Which is a Sam Is in uh, ten theaters. Star Wars was in two. And it had a giant full page ad, yep. basically. And <laughs> guess what? We are not going to go see it. We no. did, Or we didn't go see it. I've so, seen it numerous times. Yeah, That's I've, why we don't need to fucking see no, Star Wars. No, no. So we're not <laughs> seeing it. We're going to go see the other, other movies that were out at the time. But yeah, there is a pretty big ad. It's about eh, almost no, half the page. For some reason, we're looking at this ad on the internet when yeah. we could have just bought a newspaper. <laughs> oh, back then. We went yeah, to 77, yeah, yeah. We Austin. Did, but we looked at this. They cost like a dime. We looked okay. at the, well, we're looking at the newspaper before we go so we can kind of plan out the I understand, but now we could have the actual we, thing we in could. front of us. And they could be hearing next, cool newspaper sounds. Next time next pages. time we can do that. Let's do that next time we go back. That's too much work. Okay. I'm never going to make newspaper sounds. <laughs> newspaper sounds is stupid. So um, th- th- let's give you an idea of what else was out at the time. So like uh, Tim said, there was a movie called Cross of Iron, which was a James Coburn James Mason, I believe, um, a Sam Peckinpah, World War One movie, which I have seen before, um, a while ago when I was on a Sam Peckinpah kick. Um, he directed like Wild Bunch and The Getaway. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, it is James Mason. He's in there. They also had some weird Yorktown theater like movie festival. There's a going flesh on. It's got like you know, it's weird. Right, but it was also well, showing. St- it was Doctor June, Strange though, Love. Yeah. So what, isn't Flesh Gordon a skin flick? And then they have Magic Flute and well, Doctor Strangelove on the same ad? Well, I think what it is, well, Flesh Gordon was a pretty big cult hit. And I think Doctor Strange, so they were like, it's yeah, like a cult hit. So I, I okay. think it makes sense. Weird. Um, what else we got? We have A Man and a Woman. Um, we have Young Frankenstein was still showing at some places at the Heights Theater. Um, we also have um, The Enforcer. Um, these are some of these 76 uh, holdovers, you know, from from uh, 76. Uh, Murdered by Death, which we did review um, yep. on the first episode. So we um, cheated. Um, <laughs> Pink Panther Strikes Again, Silver Streak. Let's go to the next page here. 
There's um, a lot of movies in this list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. The Black Oak Conspiracy. Um, Rocky was still out. Um, Annie we, Hall. So Woody Allen. This is interesting. We didn't go see um, Annie Hall, but uh, you've never seen it. But this no. one, Best Picture, beating Star Wars for Best Picture. Yeah. So it's interesting that sure. this, this sure. came out. Um, sure. A Star is Born, uh, Chris Christopherson. Annie Hall should not have beat Star Wars. <laughs> Star Wars, th- we traveled to the date yeah. when pop culture began. Yeah, that's Austin. true. That's okay? true. That is true. Annie Hall is a, min- is a tiny bit of pop culture, yeah. but then Star Wars, well, Star Wars literally is, rules the world. It is okay? pop culture, right. Um, yeah, I had a Silver Streak, Enforcer, um, what else do we got here? Oh, I didn't say Star is Born, uh, Barbara Streisand, yes. Chris Christopherson. Mm-hmm. Um, the third version of a the Star fun, is Born? Um, fun with Dick and Jane, which was the original, not the Jim Carrey, Tia Leone one of its... Well, it's oh, really? Does, this doesn't have Jim Carrey in no, it when he was is, four years old? This, well, a lot of people <laughs> might not know that that was a remake, so yeah. George Seagal, Jane Fonda yeah. was the this was the original version of that movie. Alice Doesn't Live Here Anymore, which was a, a great Martin Scorsese film. The 7% Solution, um, which I, is... A, I kind of wouldn't have... I that's a, kind, I kind of wish I had seen that one. That oh. one is pretty good. But yeah, and then the the drive-in they had a, a bunch. They had Death Race two thousand on one of the drive-ins. Yep. Um, there's a th- yep. There's part of the, uh, to handle, the triple feature one there, which yeah. we didn't do. Um, so we actually uh, cheated a drive-in again because because uh, um, we already seen Murder we already Death. saw the first one. Yeah. So okay, so this is what we ended up choosing. So um, the first movie that we're gonna go that we went to go see is uh, Pumping Iron. Um, Pumping Iron is an Arnold Schwarzenegger documentary about bodybuilding. Lou Ferrigno's in yep. there as well. Um, the Car, a B movie about a killer car starring James uh, James Brolin. Uh, the Greatest, a uh, biopic about Muhammad Ali starring Muhammad Ali as himself. Yep. Um, the Late Show with Art Carney and Lily Tomlin. Wizards, which is a Ralph Bakshi animated film. And then um, we went to the drive-in to see the second half of a bill which had murder by death, but we already reviewed it. But we wanted to see the front, which was more of a serious. It's, I wouldn't call it a Woody Allen movie because it's not written or directed by Woody Allen. But it's um. I'll, but it, I'll have I'll tell you if I think it's a Woody Allen movie when we get to it. Oh, me too. <laughs> <laughs> but it star. But but it stars Woody Allen about the Hollywood blacklist in the fifties. Yes. Um, before we actually talk about the movies, let's go into. What the vibe was in 1977 when the we went vibe. back in. Yeah, for um, looking at the songs um, that were popular and the TV shows that were popular. So in 1977 in May, Sir Duke was by Stevie Wonder was number one. What a period was number two of the previous weeks. So yes. This is the first week at it number it one. Was this peak position. It was, it's what? not telling us on here how long it was number right. one. No. But whatever. <laughs> when I Need You by Leo Sayer. Um, uh, couldn't get it right by the Climax Blues Band, which I didn't recognize until. I listened to it. I was yep. like, oh, I know that one. I'm your boogeyman, Casey and the Sunshine Band. Uh, Got to Give It Up, part one by Marvin Gaye. Uh, one. Uh, Fleetwood Mac Dreams. Um, Rocky was still really popular. It was still in the theaters at the time, too. Gonna Fly Now oh, by God. Bill Conti was was, was very... Gonna Fly Now was number seven? Was number seven. Wow, that song is awesome. Man. Yeah, Hotel <laughs> California by the Eagles. Uh, Lucille, Kenny Rogers. Yeah, don't, um, don't take your love to town. Yeah, um... <laughs> Feels like the first time, Foreigner, uh, calling Dr. Love Kiss. We've got a 16-year-old punk listening to us. Yeah. Do you have right any here. idea what Lucille is? By, oh, I forgot you're a music loser. <laughs> <laughs> he does like music, so you might know some of this stuff. Um, all right, so the TV shows that were popular um, at the time. So we're looking at Hardy Boys, Nancy Drew Mysteries, The Six Million Dollar Man. Yep, this was... My, uh, this might have been the last season of that. It was yeah. five seasons. Yeah. This was probably the final season. Cause? Is that Cause? Bill Cause? 
No. It is. Bill Cosby's sketch comedy show. What? That must have lasted real short. Yeah. Um, The Captain and Tennille, the Brady Bunch Hour, um, Phyllis, which you were telling me is a spinoff from Mary Tyler Moore. Yep. I didn't know that. It lasted about uh, half a season. Okay, it didn't last very long. Little House on the Prairie. Uh, Happy Days, Laverne and Shirley. Got some mod there. We got Bustin' Loose. Uh, Je- Jefferson's. Jefferson's, which was fucking huge. Kojak. Little so House on. on the Prairie. Yeah. Was on at the same time as Jefferson's. Those are both hits. Yeah. Those are both massive things. Massive Weird. hits. Um, That's crazy. Good Times, which I was a big fan of. All in the Family, Alice. Happy Days, followed by Laverne and Shirley. Yeah. CPO Sharky. That was like the peak Happy Days. Is times. that... The Don Rickles? It is. Yeah. Don Rickles, oh, yep. CPO Sharky. I kind of want to watch that. That was being recorded like right next to the uh, Today Show. Barney Miller, Welcome Back, Cotter. What's Happening? Oh, I love that show. Tonight Show. That's what it was record- being recorded. He would just drop right. into the Night Show. Yeah, yeah. Sanford and Son, which was this, the last season for Sanford and Son. Bob Newhart. I mean, here's the thing. We have to actually Woman. look at, it says Spring and stuff so we're kind oh yeah of, some like, of these we're, we're in the spring but some of these are the same i yeah, mean this yeah, whole yeah. thing is emergency mary Tyler Moore, bob newhart yeah, and all yeah. the family that was a fucking block of, <laughs> of magic okay so that was the vibe oh three's company premiered at this time in, uh, in november so that was insane. oh yep that, yeah, yeah. that's also pop culture it is all right so that was it so here we are we're gonna be watching our first movie which is pumping iron pumping oh yeah let me get my, the my notes. notes have you have you, you no i've never seen this movie and I, I always wanted to i don't know how you feel about arnold but i like arnold Schwarzenegger. i, mean, he's I grew up he's, in the 80s yeah no yeah. arnold sucks well i don't know arnold's awesome people. what are you talking yeah, about yeah yeah and hey. so it was it was i was really curious to watch kind of like his first kind of i mean he was appeared in movies before he was in that b movie hercules in new york in this in 1970 yes. and then he was also small supporting role in stay hungry which i think was actually shot after this movie was he made also, he did the villain like the next year that was 70 it might have been 79 actually well, something but, like yeah. That, yeah um but this was actually shot like in 75 and they had okay. to get and funding they they actually lost funding for the movie so there was like a, a year where they took a hiatus on this film was i was reading about it oh yeah weird um so puppy well, iron it's Pretty much a just a straightforward documentary on bodybuilding, what it's like, and it it's shows our first documentary. Yeah, it is. I think. Yeah, yeah, it is. Right. And I'm do you trying to remember? I'm do you like, like documentaries? I like documentaries. I like documentaries. I like good ones, and <laughs> bad ones are can be enjoyable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this one follows Arnold Schwarzenegger mainly and Lou Ferrigno as they're kind of competing for uh, Mr. Olympia. Um, yes. The Mr. Universe. This and is the reason we know their names. Yes. Both of them became famous because of this right, movie. right, and it's interesting. So and so it follows like you know Lou and his, his family, and it's cool because Schwarzenegger is he's already won like what four or five times at this point. Uh, seven times. Like, I think this uh, is quite his a seventh bit. win in yeah. this movie. Yeah, and then he retires. Then he comes back like in the early eighties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> it, and it, it, so it's, it just follows, and then they have a couple other people too that they show. As well. Yes. Um, the under 200s. There's also the guy who's like 45. Yeah. That guy's really huge, actually. <laughs> that guy is real big. And Mike, has Katz, real bad hair. Mike Katz. Mike Katz was a, <laughs> Ken Waller was another one. Um, they have interviews with the actors while they're showing a lot, a lot of flexing. Oh, there's also a lot of working out when they show close up their faces when they're like bench <laughs> pressing. And I'm like, that. Okay, that, that guy's ugly. Nah, so, okay, he's what, real hideous when he's doing that. Well, when you're watching some of this stuff, like uh, like the close-up of the muscles and stuff, I was getting almost kind of ill. It's kind of gross. I found it kind of gross. They are... I mean... They get real veiny. A little too gross. I think 
<laughs> they were kind of in pose shape yeah. for a lot of this. Yeah. And I think in reality, they don't actually look that vain no, no, it's they're just... in competition. Yes. But I think because they knew they were filming this stuff. Yeah, like, it was just... I'm not allowed to have anything to drink for the last two days. Oh, it's crazy. Okay? It's going to be real freaking thin. It was really crazy. And then I also read, too, that this movie started the 80s exercise... Uh, workout gym okay. phase because that was it was a big because with the, the aerobics classes or aerobics videos yeah. and all that stuff that's kind of what started this craze is what i read anyways about it's this because i think a lot of modern people though yeah would have this mentality of like there's the people who look super buff now yeah. then you go back in time and there's people that didn't look like this 1977 they looked like that <laughs> yeah but you go back to the 50s, yeah, and the people who are in be- really good shape, the guys who are in really yeah. good shape, are the guys from uh, Gentlemen for Blondes, which are, sure, they're in shape, oh, but right. they don't look like that. Yeah, okay? yeah. It's like, it's a little too much almost. <laughs> yeah. So what's interesting about the movie, the best thing for me about the movie was watching, just watching Arnold Schwarzenegger talk. Like, you could definitely see why he became as popular as he became because he shows a lot of charisma. When he walks into the room and people are talking to him, people are listening to him, people are laughing with him, he's funny. Yeah, he's He's, funny. He's He's kind of a jerk sometimes. Well, yeah. (laughs) Well, I think that's him being a 28-year-old, like, just smart-ass. I don't necessarily think... They all look older than they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just because they all... Luke was about 24, I think. Yeah, he looks... he's, He's... (laughs) <laughs> looks a lot older. It's because they're all so huge. Yeah. They spent 10 years making themselves massive. Yeah. Okay. And so hearing about, about that stuff. So just seeing Schwarzenegger be that charismatic and I'm like, oh, I can see why someone in Hollywood would be like, let's, we got to put him in a movie. You can easily see that. And it made for probably a very easy documentary because there isn't like a ton of, I mean, there's locations. Yeah. But it's not a road picture. No. They're just like, now they're in this gym. And now they're at a different gym. And, and now, they, now they're in Then they went to South Africa, right? Is yeah. That they that's, went to do that, that was big weird. finale. That's, there's all this South Africa talk. Yeah. And I'm like, this is like peak apartheid. Yeah. And nobody <laughs> ever fucking mentions it. Right. No okay. one was talking about it. So <laughs> as a documentary, it's, it's, it's kind of hard because I don't have a whole lot to say about this movie. A little, I mean, I, I have I, a little I, bit. I have notes and such. I have notes too. I loved the song, actually. I, I oh, never yeah, heard that yeah, song before. Yeah. And I'm like, the song's pretty good. This yeah, it was pretty good. song is pretty funky groovy. Yeah, and the composer, <laughs> Michael Small, did the soundtrack. Now, I do think about halfway through, like, I think this would have been a great 45-minute documentary. I felt like I, I was, it got a little repetitive for if me. If it was like, a t- like an episode of a show yeah, or something, yeah. you're saying? I thought it got Maybe. a little repetitive because... After like the five millionth time of someone flexing, I'm just like, I get, I get it. <laughs> I mean, I was, I was kind of getting a little bored towards the end because I just felt like I saw everything that it had to tell me. I guess I was. Yeah. I don't, I don't like. I don't think it's I mean, bad it at all. It tries to like tell a narrative a little bit to a degree with Lou Ferrigno, with the Lou Ferrigno, and yeah. with that Columbo guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Who kind of just looks like Tiny Arnold in yeah. many ways. <laughs> I mean, he's really, he's a much shorter person. It was Schwarzenegger's and he training the partner. under yeah. 200 pounds uh, thing, which I didn't know anything about yeah. how these rules, the Olympia. No. Because Mr. Olympic or Mr. Universe is a different thing. Yes. And yeah. Olympia is this whole thing where they said, let's take all the people who won all the different things yeah. and they can compete against each other yeah. because my name's Ronald Schwarzenegger and I like winning things. Okay. <laughs> um, but it was funny hearing. And of course, I'm sure you probably wrote this in your notes, but 
the big famous quote of Schwarzenegger in the coming? film. Oh my god! Yes, come. I, that 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 was like the only part of this I know I had seen. Oh, oh god! My it's god. like it's like coming. So so well, he's talking about him, like how he uh, and it's rated PG, nineteen seventy seven PG. So there's this that PG was weird. It was. Well, there was no PG thirteen at the time. So yeah, but. Um, what, what happens is, so he's talking about what it's like to actually flex and it's like, and it feels like your skin's going to explode. And it's, it's like, it's like having sex with a woman and coming. And then he says it five, like 50 four, more times. He, says, he talks about coming, coming and For like coming about a minute and, and a half. And he's just like, and then what, what, it's like, I come every day and, 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 and then when I put it on a show, it's like, I'm coming for them and I'm coming. I get to come I'm, all the time. I thought That's he was fantastic. talk about how they were coming and going and going and coming. <laughs> But always too soon. Right. That's, <laughs> that's Blazing Saddles. Yes, it is Blazing Saddles. Fucking Saddle. jerk! I was, understand my references! No, 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 I knew what it was. I knew it was Mel Brooks. I was just, I was processing if it was History of the World Part 1 or Blazing no, Saddles. No, yeah, Blazing Saddles. Saddles, yeah. I knew it was Madeline Kahn. I knew it was Madeline Kahn. Um, but that was really funny. That was like in the first half of the movie and seeing Lou Ferrigno and his dad and and I was kind of cheering for Lou. I kind of wanted him to actually, beat Schwarzenegger. I was sort of cheering for Columbo. Oh, yeah, and yeah. Actually, when they did the little pose-off at the end, and I'm like... I thought... Uh, I'm like, is he going to beat Schwarzenegger? I'm like, I thought... I, I, well, here's the thing. I knew he didn't. Yeah. Because I knew somewhat of the yeah. history. But also, I'm like... Yeah. I kind of thought he should have, because he looked better <laughs> to me. Arnold looks good. But Columbo looked more toned, maybe. Well, more, well, well, more ripped. Also, because he was shorter, so it was more impressive, I felt like. It yeah. It was just like... He was. Uh, it was just kind of neat to it's see him. It's weird. If you didn't see him standing yeah. next to Arnold, I think would be the thing. Yeah. Because you you would go... You, if you didn't have a reference point, you're like, holy <laughs> shit, that guy's fucking huge. Right. Oh, that's a really buff child is what that <laughs> looks like. Which I feel bad. I, I, hope, I don't know if Columbo's still around. No. I love you, buddy. Yeah. Please don't beat me up for saying that. So okay? <laughs> what, what I found interesting was on, when I was looking at Wikipedia, the it was originally going to be a perspe- uh, perspective of a newcomer to the sport. So they were going to have Bud Court. Bud Court was the kid in Harold and Maude. It's, it's, he's Harold. What? They were going to have him. That scrawny follow, guy? They were going to have him follow around to, to do a transformation for him. And then he like. Is it going to take span of 12 years? Yeah. He, he, <laughs> I he, don't he, understand. So, so right here it says Court trained at Gold's Gym for a brief period taking lessons from Schwarzenegger but said he was wrong for the project and left. Weird. <laughs> Isn't well, that okay? That would have been a weird. I kind of want to watch that documentary. That would be cool. It might have a more comedy bent to it. It, might, okay? it might. It might. Here's the thing I wanted okay. to try to do for this right. episode. Okay. I wanted to make each. I wanted to try to link each of these movies to Star Wars in the most bullshit way. Well, some of them like link pretty good to Star Wars. Some some of the movies do. I could not figure out this one other than maybe that David Prowse was a bodybuilder but he wasn't in <laughs> there so i'm like show up <laughs> asshole all i want you to do is show up <laughs> he doesn't show up i don't know i would probably give this movie a two and a half out of four because i i was liking most of it i just thought I it got a little really, repetitious I'm, for me. I'm also going to give it two and a half but yeah. i honestly didn't seem to get as bored with it as you well, I, wasn't, I was like i wasn't super it's like bored. an hour I was just 20 like, minutes it was but it I wasn't that long and i'm like whatever it, it wasn't like, I, I can make it through this but i think it would have been a better 45 minute yeah, I mean, yeah, if it was like a an episode on PBS or something about this yeah, or yeah, something, yeah, yeah. it probably would be a better it would be it would be toned it's down. It's not bad if it'd you be if, more, it'd be a better ripped movie. I mean, I can recommend it if you, <laughs> if you if you like Schwarzenegger and want to just watch him talk about coming. And, <laughs> but I mean, besides that, he's but, just it's kind of fun to watch right. him. I did you're watching it and I'm like I, I mean, here's the thing. I have always liked everybody likes Arnold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And weirdly, he's turned, he's become more 
likable even as he's older. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah. He hasn't. I mean, he cheated on his wife and all that shit. Okay, Whatever. he's mean, a Hollywood guy. People okay? are human. they all fucking do that. People are human, but know? he isn't. Like, but he hasn't committed horrible, egregious crimes. Okay, like Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> yeah, he hasn't done that kind of shit. Okay, <laughs> he only had sex with women that want to have sex with him because they all want to have sex with him. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> so that's fine. No, no. So it was a. It's a fine documentary, but I feel like that there's better documentaries these days. Yes, it is. Make them better, I think. But it, it. I think you're right. Weirdly, it felt like a feature length, but of a TV quality documentary. Yeah, yeah it was fine, except for the coming, which they probably could show that in '77. <laughs> So but we no. got to make this and put this in theaters. It was definitely at, at half hour. We got to put this in theaters because yeah. talked about coming for twenty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, PG movies were were really weird back then. So they were weird. And well, even the couple other PGs coming up that have some episodes in it. I, so. I haven't I haven't looked up the ratings of these. Oh, but I guess find, we'll find out. out. Actually, let's see. But all movies are PG. All uh, the movies I'm, are PG. I'm looking at these, I can't think of one that, other than this one with the coming thing, that wouldn't be a PG. Yeah, they're all PG. Okay. Okay, so, um, do you have anything else to say on this one? Uh, I mean, I, I, let's see. I'll take a look at my notes again. No, <laughs> I can't remember anything. Okay. All right. Next is The Car. And I think you saw that and you're like, oh, we're watching The Car. Yes. This was definitely... Have you not ever seen The Car? Have you seen it? I, I saw it now. <laughs> oh, no, no, i never seen it. I had so... heard of it, that's what no, I've heard I'm of like, it too. Oh, I'm not going to hate with The Car. I want to watch The Car. <laughs> I want a demon car. Yeah, so... Look the poster. The poster is actually pretty cool. The, cor- the car <laughs> is actually um, what you think it is. It's about a... It's Christine, um... but, you know, with less plot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's about a killer car that... Uh, Terrorizes a small town in Utah. Oh, I couldn't remember. I couldn't figure out. I figured it was somewhere in that part of the country yeah. because of the way that it's Utah. Raining. And so uh, James uh, James Brolin, Josh's dad, Josh's dad. Um, yes, James Brolin that is his dad. Is uh, I think that was his dad. Ja- James Brolin is um, a, like a deputy sheriff or whatever. He's not the head guy. He becomes the head I guy know. when the sure. <laughs> but he's the um, whatever. He's ever, the sheriff. Whatever. Once he gets around, put his clothes on. Right. Sure. <laughs> And, um, well, there's a car going around killing people. And we'll go into more details of the plot and stuff. It's just the rundown. They have to figure out how to get rid of this car, pretty much, because the car is going around killing they people. They think it's a person They do. Car they think it's a person a in a car. Bit. And then towards the end of the movie, that Ronnie Cox, I think, who's an alcoholic well, in the movie. Well, there's also, like, a Native American woman who just basically oh, right. says there's nobody in the car. Right. <laughs> and then Ro- Ronnie Cox is just like, but... You know, he, oh, the car won't go on hallowed ground because, you know, it's a well, demon yeah, and the, all the whole, that stuff. All yeah, those yeah, kids yeah. just drummed into a random cemetery yeah, yeah, in the yeah, middle yeah, of fucking yeah, desert. Yeah, yeah, and I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah. okay, whatever. And then the car, <laughs> I mean, I did enjoy it when the car got there and it couldn't go any further. And I'm like, holy shit, they can't go on that cemetery? <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so then it leads to a big climax with, with um, trying to set a trap for the car um, with dynamite to blow it up. They do a pretty good job setting up the characters of the film. It, it, it's weird. The movie kind of has, with the the way they set up the characters, it kind of has a disaster film feel to it. Where a disaster film, they'll usually have like an ensemble of characters, and they'll be like, oh, here's this guy, here's and this person, here's this die. person. So you're right. Yep. A lot then, of that happens. And then R.G. R. Armstrong plays the, you know, the abusive husband or whatever. Right? Yeah. And he's in there. Um, I expected him to die. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't die. <laughs> he plays um, Prune Face in the Dick Tracy movie. Okay. Anyways, weird. Random. That's fine. Thanks for, thanks for knowing that, Austin. <laughs> Anyways, so they set up, I th- and I really liked Kathleen Lloyd, who played James Brolin's uh, 
girl. Yeah, thing. yeah, she's pretty cool. I, I really liked her character. Oh, we'll talk about what happens to her, but um, holy shit, this though, like, what, that's like the second coolest thing. I've ever <laughs> <before>. So <laughs> the movie is weird. Um, I f- felt um that the acting in the film is the typical B it's film. Exactly what you expect. She's, yeah, it's exactly what you expect. But then it, the movie is beautiful. However, holy shit, the filmmaking. The cinematography and the photography in this film, you could have told that you couldn't have told that guy you were making a B film because he was he making went, fucking went, Lords of Arabia. Oh god, he it, there's so, the shit in this is so fucking pretty. There's the shots in this film are so great. Yeah. It's, it's well, really it's because of where he well was framed. Like, I, I'm pretty sure if you're competent, yeah, and you're there, you're like, I'm gonna accidentally take amazing pictures, okay? Because yeah. <laughs> there's a fucking well, golden wilderness. Well, also, well, besides the pictures, but just even the way he frames the shots with like people in the foreground, you see oh, yeah. something in the background, and it's really well shot. The opening I thought was awesome, which was with the bikers and the car tracking on the bikers, and you yep. see, well, the opening you actually see the opening credits and. All of a sudden, you just hear the like the 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 soundtrack or the the the, the car like the score by Leonard Rosenman is awesome in this movie. The, the car's great. vision is like orange. Yeah, it's, the, it's like they Terminator do a, orange vision. They do a point of view of the car <laughs> traveling down the road, and it's like a tinted. It's like yeah, orange but then, tinted. Then, then a later bit. on, it's like you can you're looking through the windshield, and yeah. I'm like, oh, because because in the beginning <laughs> you're looking from the very front of the yeah. car, and then you're looking from the inside, and I'm like. Maybe there's just an invisible guy. So you see the car. there's an invisible demon in the car, Austin. Right? Invisible. So you see you see like the, the bikers in the beginning of the movie and they're going through like a tunnel and then the car's just like and you're just like, oh shit. Yeah, <laughs> but it kills them like one at a time. Yeah. Kill. One well, gets killed. Well one it was like it was it was so it's PG, so it's not super gory, but it's still brutal. They never and show any gore at all. They show, like, some blood aftermath, yeah. and that's about it. But when the car is, like, going up to the girl on, on the side of the, like, by the bridge, and, like, just going up against the cement, and she's, like, getting crushed, and you're like, Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah, she's, like... And, and then she flies off the they edge. They don't show it, but you know it's happening. You're like, Jesus Christ, this yeah. is freaky. And then the other guy falls off that bridge, too, that big bridge. Yeah. And that was actually a really cool stunt. Because yeah. it's a stuntman. It's not a dummy. It's weird. It's not long... a dummy. It's a guy. Oh like, yeah, falling. it was very much a guy. That it was, was very awesome. much a guy. It was very odd how long it took them to find his body. When I'm like, I mean, the bridge is right there. Okay? <laughs> and his body was very visible from the bridge. Okay, <laughs> but it took like half the movie. Remember, oh, we found right. the we found the kid, and I'm like, he's right there. It's kind you of funny though. Him. It's kind of funny, and I don't know how much you know, you know, because Jaws came out two years earlier, but it. Kind of follows the model, the the the, the plot of, of Jaws a little bit. It's kind of Jaws and the Duel mixed it together. Duel, Jaws <laughs> and Duel, which the Steven Spielberg made for television yeah. film, which you've seen that, haven't you? Yeah, I've it's seen awesome. It. I oh, saw yeah, it as a kid. It's, it's pretty awesome. It's pretty awesome. And uh, yeah, it's def- I would say it's a mix of those two yeah. films, but cheesier, cheesier, cheesier. I mean, acting, not the filmmaking. The filmmaking is actually pretty good. Yes. Um, it does it, kind of go for the Jaws thing. It starts off where they actively do not try to show... They, you don't get to see what the car is. Way, the way it looks yeah. for a good while. Yeah. But then by the end, it's like, there's this car. <laughs> and then at one point, the car kills like a whole bunch of cops. Just oh, a whole bunch yes. of them. And it like intentionally yeah. takes this turn, 
starts rolling, yeah. rolls over on the cops. That was awesome. And then I'm like, but but if you, uh, really but, like but if you're scene, watching, actually. you're like, it's awesome. But also I'm like, that was just a random black junker car that they just rolled down a hill. <laughs> and now we're going to act like that car rolled people over. But it was still really cool. It was really cool. And But boy, when he, oh, then I think you're about to mention. Oh, no, I will. The ultimate second. death scene. So okay. um, 19, it was a 1971 Lincoln Continental Mark III. God, that's a 71? Um, yeah. It's it's a really cool looking. Car. It was a really cool. Looking it's car. a really cool. And the sound effects car. great. But yeah, so there's a scene. So there's a um, the middle of the movie. There is like this kind of a terrorizing scene where there's a bunch of like they're having like a band concert or band practice or whatever for the parade or yes. whatever. And the car just goes and just starts terrorizing everything, knocking people off of horses and all that shit. And then it, it goes to the cemetery. The girl there, the lady who is James Brolin's lover, she's kind of protecting everyone. She's like the teacher, a teacher. I'm sorry, yes. I was reading a thing on the <laughs> you're Wikipedia You're looking at... Page. You're giving me this look. I was okay. reading the Wikipedia page, and we're going to talk about a thing okay. that's right. Okay. It's, but, it's real dumb. But but, <laughs> Ka- but Kathleen Lloyd uh, is the actress in it. She's great in it. and But she has a scene where she stands up. She's like, get out of here. She's like, show yourself. And, you know, like all yeah, that cause, stuff. Because well, they just assume... I bet you you're ugly. Obviously, there's a guy inside that car. This is the most tinted windows on a yeah, vehicle yeah, yeah. I've ever fucking seen. Okay? <laughs> and so, so actually, obviously, there is a guy in the car but that guy can't see well she thing. stands up okay. to it she stands up to the car and so the car gets pissed off yeah so there's a scene I like the car needs to get pissed to kill people it just well it got people. really well it's it definitely fact, put a mark on that lady yes it did <laughs> because she's at her house and she's talking she's she calls um J- james brolin and she's like hey i'm scared i kind of want someone to be here and you see the way they frame this shot it's really you cool. see in the, the through the back window while she's talking on the phone in the same shot the headlights of the car, and you're like, oh, shit. You just think it's, you know, going to come over, but what actually happens is that you hear the sound, and she was like, oh, my God, the car's coming, and the car drives right through the fucking house. It, like, jumps in the air. Oh, like my Kit, God. Like Kit does. Yes. When he hits that button, and the Kit takes it a goes jump. right through it the... It jumps four feet in the air, and it goes right through the house. And takes her out. Creates a perfect car-sized hole derails her oh my. she is murderated and then the car just fucking goes out the other side of the house and that leaves really surprised <laughs> me because i didn't think she was gonna die that surprised me i was like Correct. what they they killed they, her they super killed her Holy and they shit. don't kill that piece of shit old man well i'm like just kill him please <laughs> Stop killing the actual innocent people. Right. Kill that fucking garbage person. So, how, how awesome that we're making this movie seem. No, I do like it. I do think the ending was a little lame. The ending is very lame. I was <laughs> I was really disappointed because they build this whole thing up. And when they actually blow up the car, and then this really shitty effect of like the flame turning into a shape oh, yeah, was it's, not good. It's supposed to look like there's a demon in the yeah. flame. Yeah. like... I mean, it looks like there's a cartoon in the flame, so that's what you mean. <laughs> so, I was really disappointed with that, but up until that point, the movie's really fun really cool. and really solid. They're, like, trying um, to create, like, a trap for the car. Yeah. Yeah. That involves, like, explosives. Yeah. But then the car just drives off a cliff. Yeah. And I'm like, do you need the explosives? Okay. The other thing I also really <laughs> liked about this film was that the movie kind of takes its time. Like... When people are talking and the character moments, there's a lot of longer takes, and it's not like cut, well, cut, yeah, cut. I yeah. mean, the movie, the pacing, some might call it maybe a little sluggish, but I kind of liked it. I, I kind of liked the pacing of this film, that it wasn't like boom, 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 fast, fast, fast. I like it that it kind of took its time. This movie um, is fun yeah. to watch. Yeah. And then it kind of is 
dumb to watch in the end. You gotta laugh version, at it. Which is a version of fun. Yeah, okay? yeah, yeah. I was just like, but for how cool the movie was prior to the last five, ten minutes of the film, yeah. film I was just like, oh, that's it? It's got <laughs> that's to what be. we got? Because, I mean, <laughs> this is a full, this is a slasher flick. Yeah, 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 yeah I'd Just say that so. the slasher mm-hmm. is a car, yep. and it's yep. before almost any other slasher flicks. Yeah, it was before uh, Halloween. Like, yeah, the only other one looks... I can think of is Black Christmas in 74, but that's about it. Yeah, yeah that's that. <laughs> no, I think this is a really fun movie, dis- even dis- even despite of the, end- uh, the ending. For yes, it, it is like, fun. Like, I'm, I'm giving it a, a solid three. I'm me. giving it a three. Yeah. I, I It's almost a three and a half star. It would have been if it wasn't uh, for the end for me. If, you, I, if they could have just figured out a really cool ending, yeah. this would literally have turned been a classic. Yeah. And instead, called classic, it's but... just a fun movie to watch. Oh, yeah. And I, I, I could sit and watch it again. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. <laughs> so what were you looking at the Wikipedia you wanted to talk about I was about reading here? this. The late Church of Satan leader... Yes! Yes! Anton LaVey yeah. is acknowledged as an uncredited technical advisor. So the credit... I don't think you need a Church of Satan well, the, guy. The quote at the beginning of the movie is from him. The what? The quote at the beginning of the film. Oh, great brothers of the night who rideth upon the winds of hell. That's his quote. Wow. Yeah. That's why he got... Because... Te- yeah. There's, it's a car. <laughs> You don't have to, oh, well, what the Bible says stuff about how automobiles work. No, fuck you, you stupid. Okay. Yeah, that is a weird thing, though. That, that is pretty That is pretty odd that they did that. Oh, and this was also directed by Elliot Silverstein, who was known for directing Cat Baloo, of all movies. Oh. The... Well, it's it's actually pretty well directed. I think it is. I think it, it is, It looks too. pretty. John Marley, Ronnie Cox is good in it. Um, yeah, I was like, when I, I saw like, like I some like of that. these opening shots yeah. of the prettiness, I'm like, Fuck, this movie might not be bad. Well, well obviously, it's even be well, the, op- the opening shot during the credits, how it's just that big landscape, you know, of the, the yeah. Utah, whatever desert, and you just see like the the dust mm-hmm. of the car coming. You're like, ooh, it's like really that cool. is, it is cool. Yeah, they didn't have to set anything up because nobody actually drives in that road, <laughs> so they just waited till they saw a random car. And right, said, start the cameras. So <laughs> yes, if you like um, cheesy B films, I think this is one that will fit the bill. It's it's, yes. a, it's a good movie. If, if you don't like those it, kinds of movies, you probably won't like it. But I, if, I if mean, you like weirdly, that type of stuff. if you like pretty movies, you might actually go like, oh, sure. It's pretty. It's pretty. It's some pretty good shots. And the car looks cool. Yeah. Actually, it might just be if you just like cars. Yeah. Because the car is I really think, cool. Looking. I think a car person would like this movie, yeah. too, as well. And yeah, the, there's great shots oh, during the car chase. But we didn't and... mention, in the beginning of it, yeah. Brolin is just tidy whities Oh, yeah. Okay? For like... 15 minutes and i'm like holy female gaze batman yeah. this is he literally looks, just he, here he because that is one hunk of a man yeah and then i'm I like, like also I was like, like oh that bro- i didn't know i knew about the, I, didn't, I guess i forgot that he might have been in it but i'm like he was in westworld too yeah he was so yeah. I'm like this is a second westworld is this awesome. is a second no. murder machine movie okay <laughs> that was a while ago okay so the next one we have is the greatest i didn't know too much i knew i knew kind of of the film but You've it, never heard of Muhammad Ali? Oh, well. well, I know Muhammad Ali, but <laughs> the movie itself, and I was kind of confused. I'm like, is it a documentary? Is it, you know, like, well, I didn't I, do I a lot of research when I heard about I it. I didn't know. So, but it was, um, so the greatest, it is a biographical sports film, and Muhammad Ali plays himself. And Here's as, the thing. I knew that I knew about this movie for some reason I almost forgot the Muhammad Ali p- plays himself. So because when that the the theme song starts, yeah, and Whitney Houston has done a cover of it, I'm like, oh the yeah, that was a cover. Level. It and was written for this film. What this yeah. is from it was it was 
written for the film, The Greatest Love of All. And she sings it a hundred times better. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was uh, George Benson. I mean, he's not bad. He it's no, just he's no Whitney Houston. No, no, no. So yeah, story of Cassius Clay. Directed by Tom Grease. And I just found out that Tom Grease passed away um, during post-production of this it film. It said it in the end, end credits. Yeah, the end yeah. credits, yeah. So it was just like, oh shit. <laughs> so that's interesting. What's neat about the movie is so Muhammad Ali is his life story. But they surround him with veteran actors like Ernest Borgnine and yeah. Ben Johnson and Robert Duvall. And you're like, oh, Paul Winfield's in this, John Marley. Yeah, there's, I, Actually, well, John was, Marley was also in, he was the, the older cop that died in the car. And he's one oh. of his trainers in this movie. As, so. the, as the credits kept going in the beginning, I'm like, uh, is everybody in this fucking movie? <laughs> Holy shit, the names just keep coming. Yeah. So the movie starts <laughs> off with him. Um, they had um, another actor playing him when he was 18. And he was, um... Alex was pretty that, good. That guy, that, actually, that kid was, was great. really good. It was Chip McAllister. That, that kid was a uh, good fake Muhammad Ali. I think he was really good. I'm going to say, he was a better fake Muhammad Ali than Muhammad Ali. Okay? <laughs> it was, so it was kind of neat to, to see him, uh, to see that. But yeah, it follows that and it shows him, like, you know, he want, he was in the Olympics and then he wants to get sponsors and stuff. But it's it's kind of neat because you kind of see the racist stuff that was going on with, yeah. like, his, his promoters it, and it stuff. Shows, it shows, like, it tries, this movie tries to say... Let's do Muhammad Ali's all his entire life story in in eighty five minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of it, <laughs> every unconnected scene possible. Yeah, okay? yeah, yeah. He yeah. told me a story about this one time where he worked for a woman for three days. Yeah, let's put that in the movie. Yeah, I'm like no, what the yeah. fuck wrong with you? Yeah. I, <laughs> Um, disjointed would be a nice way to, <laughs> yes. to, to say this Every film is. scene. It's, I'm like, I wonder if this scene is actually going to matter in this movie well, or not. So, they, they, <laughs> they, so it's just a hodgepodge of different scenes strung together. Yeah. Like, oh, there's his first marriage, and then there's this. Oh, you know, he's grooming the 17-year-old. And then yeah. he, and it's uh, like... I looked that up. She was 17 I when, was they, like got married, watching when this, they got married. I was watching this, and I'm like... He's in this movie. Does he not realize just how bad he comes off of certain parts of this right? movie? Yeah, yeah. He he was like super abusive to his first wife. Yeah, yeah. And while like, she was just really? like, you can't go out like, like that. You're was, showing your knees. Oh my and, God, you're wearing a skirt. And then I you can't believe it. I can see he your legs. Drags her up by and the I'm arm like, to the room. Yeah, and, and I'm, I'm like, like uh, in, in an actual biopic, this would be a scene that you're in there to show like, oh, he's a multi-level. In this one, I think he just says, we're just going to tell the story about how my first marriage broke up. Where, but he doesn't seem to realize it's because I'm a piece of shit. Okay? No, I, I feel like that <laughs> he feels fuck? like he's in the right in I this know. movie. That's what it feels like. I honestly like. think yeah. he does. I, I think it is and too. then he grooms that one woman, that one girl, and I'm like, this is just creepy. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. So, um, well, then he's picking up hookers too in the beginning But I mean, of the movie. there are also, <laughs> there's, there's also the very interesting things. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I like all the stuff with like Ernest Borgnine, so you get to see him in there. I like with Robert, actually, Robert Duvall's not in it very much, but that when he's, no. that one scene though, when he was, him and Muhammad Ali were yelling at each other was, was pretty yeah. cool. I think it was really smart for the director to surround um, Muhammad Ali with veteran actors because I think it kind of elevated him a bit. As an actor, I kind of thought he was... I'm not going to say he was a great actor, but I think he's an interesting actor. Well, he's interesting because... He's playing himself. Well, and, and, and so he literally can use... And he rhymes his, how he talks. His and, yeah. weird speech patterns. Yeah. And I'm like, I can't really pick on him. It's how he talked. Yeah. Okay? But it was it was kind of <laughs> neat to see that in the movie, and, and it was interesting to watch that. So I, I kind of like that. It was... 
a weird bit of cast with James Earl Jones plays Malcolm X. Yes. That was kind of weird. But he's good at it because it's fucking James Earl Jones. And there's your Star Wars connection, Darth Vader. Oh, yes. There you I, go. I, that's why. Oh, fuck. What's the, the car? car? I figured it out. Oh, I yeah. figured this okay. one out. Okay. I'm sorry. We're back up to the car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The car has one sequel. Okay. Okay. Oh. In the sequel, yeah. there's only one character. One actor yeah. who is also in the car. Okay. And the sequel's like 99. It's okay. like 20 fucking years what is, later. Uh... The guy who is the only character, the only person who yeah. goes on, his character's name is Luke. So oh, guess what? There's your connection. He's the connection! Yeah. I figured it out! There's <laughs> your connection. Luke Skywalker's in that fucking movie! <laughs> but yeah. I mean, but, he's, a, he's a drunken asshole in that car movie. Right, but right. so is Luke. Okay, so but James, sure. Yeah. Oh, Ronnie Cox. Yeah. Yeah, he was so, a real drunken piece of shit. But his, <laughs> his character's name was Luke. Right. Okay. Um. But yeah, but James Earl Jones. Played, and he was fine in the movie. It's like, you almost didn't need the scene, really. There's just a lot of connect scenes, you know, they show him like, oh, they show him, you know, how he gets into his religion, he changes his, well, they don't really show him change his name all of a sudden, oh, I'm Muhammad Ali all of a sudden. Uh, he sort of just does a speech. Yeah, 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 Well, they sort of, I mean, here's the thing, this movie could have literally just been entirely about his conversion. Yeah. That would have been a better, interesting movie, it could have been the conversion and the draft thing. Well, I think. That could have been yeah. an hour and a half movie, it yeah. would have been a tighter movie. Yeah. And wouldn't have had literally half hour beforehand where there's this younger 18-year-old version of him. And then there's this transition scene where suddenly he's playing Muhammad Ali. And I'm like, oh, hey, that guy now, just, he's, now he's picking up a hooker. What's now, happening? Now he's 40 years old. Yeah, okay? right. <laughs> <laughs> but when he was picking up a hooker in that first scene, he's like, hey, oh, baby, come on. Oh, yeah, when, he, when, like, the, that, when he picked up the white woman. Yeah. That was awesome. See, <laughs> that's the thing. I'm watching, and I'm like, he picks her up, and I'm like, I think this happened, okay? <laughs> I think this scene is word for word what happened in real life. Because then he was, like, going to go into this hotel with her. Yeah. And she sees a bunch of other, like, black guys show up. Like because Muslims they see Muhammad or, Ali yeah. or Cassius Clay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They see him. And they're like talking to him and stuff. And Muhammad Ali is like, "There's a white woman right there. I want to go see the white woman. Let's go to the white woman. I'm gonna <laughs> shut the fuck up. We're going to the white woman. Shut up, white woman, right there. Okay? It's like I'm not even not exaggerating that no, much. No, 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 okay, no that's real. Awesome. But no, she sees all those other like. guys that she like closes the door yeah. and goes and goes. God damn it! That white woman's gone. <laughs> and then he goes in there. Malcolm's ex like making a speech, and he like converts on the spot. Yeah. And, like, you sure. Know, that's why this movie could have had more debating yeah. with him converting yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. Well, then, <laughs> then they go to like his fights and all the fights, which I don't mind this approach, was they used uh, footage from his past fights. Yes. Which was, oh, I, yeah, which sorry. actually I thought was cool because yeah, 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 that's yeah. what actual fights look like. Okay? I think so. I think these weren't Hollywood fights. No, 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 no. no. These were fights. No. no, there's only one time where a person he fights, he fights Sonny Liston. Yeah. But Sonny Liston is played by a different guy. Yeah. And then when they cut in there, I'm like, Actually, a pretty good job casting. Yeah, like, I, I think they did. They, they looked pretty Sonny Liston like. I the big, I, I expected there was a reasonable chance that George Foreman might be in this oh, as George Foreman. Oh, right, right. That would have been cool. Okay. So, <laughs> my major problem with the movie, and I think it might have been yours too, is is that it's so disjointed because it goes it goes to this scene, then it goes to this scene, then it goes to this scene without any rhyme or oh, reason yes. or any of time. It doesn't even say five years later, two yeah. years later. It's just it like, starts off. Where he just won the gold. Yeah. Right? He then gets a job. I still don't know what happened there. Yeah. He got a job with this woman. Yeah. I mean, there was weird, weird racist piece, hillbilly, yep, yep, hillbilly yep, yep, piece yep. of shit, yep. which in an actual movie would have come back in some way. No, that's just a scene that happened. So the, the which guy, I understand. Your actual life is filled with unconnected shit. Okay? I do want to, I do have to say this because uh, um, uh, James Gammon played the, like that. 
farmer guy that yeah. was like, hey boy, come here. So he was in, he's the the coach from Major League. The guy that has the voice like this. And oh, yeah, Jan- really? Yeah. So that's, Holy that's shit, James I did Gam- not recognize that's him at James all. James Gammon. I'm like, oh, I 15 years will really age a guy. I, I love James Gammon. Okay. But then that happens. He finally meets the woman that yeah. he works for, for after like a week. Yeah. And then he quits. And I'm like... That's never. I'm like they don't need really they, that. They now. have other plenty of other instances in this movie. Oh, the big Lebowski was in this too. David Huddleston. He was one of the the when they when he goes to that restaurant when he was 18 and okay. he's like, hey, sit down, have a drink. Oh water. yeah, he was one of the guys See, there. Now that scene yeah. was much more interesting. Yeah, to yeah, me. yeah. Because he got like something to drink, and you could see all these half of the white people were like, really we gotta remember like, this on was ease? like this was what nineteen sixty. That or... was probably like sixty five, okay, sixty four, okay. somewhere in there, maybe. Okay, but uh, maybe it was sixty. Oh, well, sixty, I think, yeah, because that's, that's when he yeah, won the it was gold. Probably sixty, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But that scene was I found now. Granted, the the one where he had the job, I it was it was tense. Yeah. But also, he himself didn't seem to give a shit. Okay? No, he didn't give a fuck. <laughs> Which, I mean, it had been his life, right. okay? The, the, the one in the, uh, in the restaurant, it was really, a, it was this tense thing, and then also it doesn't really come back. No. And I'm like, these are scenes that, if you made a biopic, yeah. you would figure out a way to, you might have to amalgamize some characters, because right. that happens all the fucking time. So that you could actually make a fucking movie out of it, because in real life, this thing takes the span of seventeen so. years. Yes, but it's an hour and twenty minute movie. Yeah, okay? yeah, yeah. So my yeah, that was my big issue, and then my other issue was that Muhammad Ali comes across as a fucking asshole, anyways. Yeah. So it was. It's, it starts. So off. I don't really like. So the second half of the movie, I'm just like. And every time it went to another scene, I'm like, God damn it. Like, what's going on? What the hell? I yeah. I, I definitely start, stopped being engaged, and then I just didn't care about Muhammad Ali. I'm like, you're a jerk. Um, that was weird, because... Yeah. And, and I think that in a real biopic, you can have the character be a jerk. Oh, absolutely. But Look at Walk the Line. But you with, have to uh, understand yeah. that when you're doing it in the movie, yep. pe- the people in the movie, or at least people making the movie, understand... He's a jerk. In this people in the no, movie, no. did not understand no. that he was not a good person. It was not coming scene. across that way at all. And that's, less, that was the issue. This is just yeah. more turmoils for him. Yeah. His his slutty ex wife is a turmoil for him. And I'm like, no, you're the bad guy in this scene. Okay. <laughs> He's like whipping her around. It's and I'm like, weird. Yeah, yeah, it is like really that. confusing. Yeah. Sometimes I did not like that. They, yeah, the fact that they obviously think that he is supposed to be. A problem the that better, he has. And I'm like, it's a problem everybody else has. So I don't know okay. if you've ever seen it, but it's a documentary from 1996 called When We Were Kings. It won Best Documentary Feature Film. Awesome documentary okay. about his life. Um, like, If you're going to watch a biopic, I would watch this I've instead. never seen... I think I've seen Ali. And then Ali, which was the Michael Mann film with yeah. Will Smith. And I like that a lot. That I, one's really I good. I think I've seen it. I don't remember anything about it. It's really, really good. But I guarantee it's better than this. That came out okay. in 2001. Because yeah. it's made by filmmakers. Yeah. And it's not literally just Muhammad Ali showing up and saying... This thing happened. Let's put that in the movie. Okay. <laughs> Was based off of his book, I think. Um, that's yeah, what the says. greatest. Yeah. Yes. So I am. I started as an interesting oddity or curiosity for me, yeah. and then I ended up just really not liking it. It's weird because um, as much as I'm kind of shitting on that scene where he had the job and stuff, yeah. because it didn't star him, it has starred that young guy. He was really and good. That guy Actually, was fucking good. I thought and when really he showed good. up and started doing the rhyming shit, and I'm like. I honestly am like, I'm pretty sure he's doing it better than Muhammad Ali. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I don't know if it's low, but I'm giving it a one and a half. So. 
I was wondering, because I really didn't like well, the second I'm half of the movie. I'm trying to think if I'm, gonna not, the, if I'm gonna give this a. I was gonna give it like a two, and then the more it kept on going on, I'm like, nah, it's a one and a half. <laughs> like, it's weird because obviously I have the problem of people who are actually bad, and you're yeah, supposed yeah, yeah. to think they're good. Yeah. This one's even more bad because it's got the actual people, and the actual people <laughs> think they're good, but they're actually kind of not great. Okay. No. I'm gonna go with one. Wow, it's okay, okay. so well, you didn't like, okay, wow. Here's the thing, I was actually watchable. Yeah. Okay, but that's how I am. Yeah, okay? yeah, yeah. Sometimes a movie can be made just fine, and I'm like, fuck that garbage movie. Okay? <laughs> zero stars for Play It Again, Sam, that's right. All right. There's two <laughs> other zero star movies, Austin Kennedy. That you gave? Yes. I'm trying to think. I gave zero to Big Let Bad It Ride. Oh, Let It Ride. And uh, that cop movie from Oh, the 70s. that's right. I can't remember what he's called. I already called. forgot what it was called. <laughs> I can't remember what it was called. I ran, <laughs> that I, that, that was, might have been the Vice thing. Squad, I, Vice Squad. Vice Squad. I yelled the most at that one because that did. is offensive garbage. Okay. All right. So <laughs> halfway through. So now we're in the evening time. 7.30. We're seeing The Late Show. The evening. Yeah. Hey, guess what? Art Carney was in the was in the holiday special. Yes. Done. I knew, I knew. Link. I Star knew, Wars Link. I knew you were going to do that. Last I, positive thing yeah. I say about this movie. Uh, that's what I. That's what I. That's what I say too. So, so the late show. This is directed, um, written, directed by um, Robert Benton. Robert Benton went on. So this, this was his second film. His first movie was uh, Bad Company with Jeff Bridges. It was a western, and it was pretty good. I never saw this one. I always wanted to. And then his third movie won. Best Picture, which was Kramer versus Kramer. He went on to direct, write and direct Kramer versus Kramer. So this was his second film. Okay. Um, really? Yes. He, this was after Kramer versus. This is right before it. Right before it, and, and then, then he, he did, did Kramer versus, versus Kramer. Fucking Kramer. Are you a fan of that? He got I love a, that movie. He That's got another movie. job after this movie. Is what I'm saying. Okay. Wow. You didn't like this. movie. Okay. I'm gonna tell it. you. Okay. I think I mentioned you yeah. uh, like a week ago, and yeah. I'm like, I think. <laughs> you're going to have a disagreement. Because watching this, I'm like, this is movie is fucking targeted at Austin Kennedy, and I fucking hate it. Well, <laughs> we'll see. So we'll see. I might, I don't know. All right, anyway, so Art Carney, Lily Tomlin. And they are, uh, this is kind of like a like a neo-noir uh, type movie. Sure. Where he plays a private investigator. Yep. He's like an over-the-hill PI. Right. He like lives a little lady. This movie, so the premise is interesting to me because I've never seen this happen, or I've never really seen a movie like this. This is actually about a private eye in the 70s who in the 40s was like Humphrey Bogart. I don't yes. think I've ever seen that. I, I, I will I agree. thought that was a really... The premise of this Yeah, I thought that was a really cool premise. So it got me right away with that. I thought that was really neat. With the premise, anyways. Mm-hmm. And so it starts off, and I, and I really like the opening, too, where... It, kind of starts off like how one of those movies would show up where you see the camera pans around the room and you see like old photographs and you see like and like you see like oh this is license he was a private detective and it has a really intriguing opening because he's just sitting there and all of a sudden you know, he gets a knock at his door and he opens it up and, and his landlady's like hey your friend's here and the friend shows up and all of a sudden he opens his mouth and blood starts shoot, yeah coming out. i was like holy shit he's been shot but some of the old lady didn't notice that scared me <laughs> Well, he was holding something over yeah, yeah, his yeah, wound no, or yeah. whatever. I, I, the opening of it, I was fine with. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So he, he lays down and he's just like, hey, I was working a case and there's a case. And I, he's like, who did it? Who who killed you? And he's like, nope. 
I'm, this case is great. You're going to go, you know, he's like telling him about the case and he's like, who killed you? Yeah. But he doesn't tell him. So he dies and he goes to the funeral. And then, um, one of, uh, old colleague of his, Charlie played by Bill Macy, not William H. Macy, but Bill Macy is there with, I saw a girl that named, in the credits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I, I assume that's a different guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Margo. It's funny. Cause a lot of people call him Bill anyways. Yeah. But anyways, uh, so called William Shatner. Yeah. Bill. There's a character, uh, Margo played by Lily Tomlin. And she's kind of like, I think they were trying to make her like a hippy dippy like whatever health. It's, whatever. Uh, they could have just made her dead because <laughs> she's the most annoying character yeah, in a fucking I, I, movie I've I, ever fucking I had, seen. I had a feeling. That, God that. damn it, she annoying yeah, in this yeah, movie. Yeah. And I like Lily Tomlin. But of, God damn, I hated her. Maybe in this. by design. I don't know. Um, God, she's so unlikable. Right. So unlikable. So she shows up and she's trying. You know, like. Oh, she was working. He was working for me, and maybe you could work on this case too to get my cat back. And I, I have to pay him five hundred dollars. I don't have five hundred dollars. Could you just go and get the cat? And he's like, I don't want to do this shit. <laughs> like, I'm like, get out of here, lady. I love how he calls her doll because that's you know the forties. So he's like, I fucking hated it. Well, that's the, that's. But here's the, 40s. the thing: it's like every time he talked, yeah, it's it sounded to me like an eight year old who had just seen a James Cagney movie, oh, and now he wants to act like James Cagney. And I'm like, but he was James Cagney because he no, was in the 40s. But he was fucking bad at it. Is what oh, I'm saying. I, don't think so. I thought he sounded so fucking bullshit fake every <laughs> time he talked, and I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> shut up! Just talk like a fucking person. Okay? So, anyways, he he, he uh. Ends up. I'm sorry, Austin. No, that's okay. I don't know if you're gonna like this movie or not, but I really fucking. You're hate gonna it. find out if I like it or not. <laughs> I really fucking hate it. Right. So <laughs> I didn't hate it. Um. So Charlie, I knew that. I knew that. <laughs> I knew that watching it, I'm like, Austin's gonna like this fucking movie. This movie sucks. Well, I didn't say I liked it. All right. So, anyways, oh. so Charlie, so he he tracks Charlie down, and he's just like, hey, you know, I think he takes the case because he wants to find out who killed his friend. So what? So there's a lot of like, kind of like. All these I don't type- understand any of the cat shit that right. happened in this fucking movie. All these types of movies, they, there's, you know, like a MacGuffin, and then there's like, you gotta find the cat, but then there's like all these double crosses. It's not 100% clear, but a lot of these films are kind of like that anyways. Like, if you watch The Big Sleep, Chinatown, well, Chinatown's pretty clear. But it kind of had a Chinatown feel to it a little bit. I, I'm a big Chinatown fan. Have you seen Chinatown? I... Long time ago, so I to watch it. I was young, and, a kid, and, and, so I'm gonna have a very different right, right, right. viewing experience. And now. so, so <laughs> Lily Tomlin ends up kind of coming with Art Carney on the case, and she clashes with Art Carney because Art Carney is like the old school, whatever. And she's kind of like they she make clashes her like this, because it, she doesn't hold hold conversations. Right, right, right. Okay, and so, also he doesn't know how to hold conversations. Okay? Right, but I they're think, both my horrible monsters <laughs> that I wish an asteroid would fucking fall in their hands. So. Lily Tomlin's character was supposed to be kind of like the yin to his yang or whatever. So it's like he's the straight person and she's like the the crazy whatever. And I so I didn't hate either one of them. Lily Tomlin, I feel I, I do feel like her performance didn't belong in this film. I do feel like I would have liked it in a better film. It not well in a different film, I should say. What I I really like the premise of the film. So this is our probably going to be our biggest disagreement because I understand about Lily Tomlin. I really like Art Carney in this film. Like I, I really found it. Really, I I thought his performance so fucking fake. I thought his performance was really good. And that one oh, scene man. when he when the one of the first scenes when that when um they're at, at at his house and that guy's there and all of a sudden boom he gets shot and he's and that car's going down the street and he pulls when that shot when he holds the gun up I was like fuck yeah like I just thought that was so cool that was a great scene great moment 
And then he shoots I, him, and then he's like, aren't you going to go chase him? He's like, lady, I'm going to get a heart attack. What are you talking about? I'm I mean, I, I, like, um, I like the idea yeah, yeah, yeah. of this. So I, thought, I just didn't think he did it in a way that made me give one rat's right. fucking shit. So I really liked Art Carney. So for me, that was my favorite part of the film was Art Carney's performance. The the point where it loses me, where I feel like that, and, and all the twists and stuff were kind of neat, and I thought Joanna Cassidy, again, she was in the package, and... She's also when Who Framed Roger Rabbit was the was the love interest in Who Framed Roger oh, Rabbit. Oh yeah, she's cool. she was she was good in the film as kind of like the femme fatale or whatever. She shows up and pointing the gun at him. And I also really liked kind of the the villain in the film, uh, Birdwell. I think Eugene Roche was his name. Instead of offering him a bribe, he's like, "I got a brand new Cadillac. I got I got these I, sound system. I, I actually that liked was... that character. Yeah." yeah. A lot. I thought that stuff was I thought funny. that guy was funny because yeah. that guy was like, that guy is annoying yeah. and he weirdly seems to know he's annoying. I thought that was... She was annoying and she thought, yeah, 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 yeah. this is how you be a, This is how you be a good person. This is how you be entertaining. You be the most <laughs> fucking annoying human being in the world. Shut up! So my, pr- <laughs> my, my big problem with the film was that I think this movie was banking on, because usually in a, fil- in a film noir... You, you don't bank on the actual plot of the MacGuffin. That's just an idea. That's just a way to get the you know to get yeah. involved with the characters. I think the core of this film they were banking on the relationship between Ira Art Carney and Margot Lily Tomlin, and that's where the movie loses me. God, they I yeah the fact that by the end you're supposed to think they're friends, and I'm like yeah I didn't buy it. I did her. not. I did he not. He hates bu- her. Almost as much as I hate her. I did. Okay? I so yeah, somehow they're friends. So like I said, I didn't find her annoying because in the movie because I thought she was funny at times because I feel like she was that was the design of her character, kind of like Kate Capshaw in Indiana Jones Temple of Doom. People are like she's annoying. I'm like well, she's kind of supposed to be, but that's kind of how I felt about. Yeah, I you're right. She's supposed to be in this. I don't think she was supposed to be annoying in this. You don't think so? Okay. I think this was supposed to be a character. Yeah. And then she would just keep talking. Yeah, yeah, and I'm yeah. Like, yeah. why are you still saying things? <laughs> so, so for me, I, I, I don't. I, I end up not recommending the film. So it's a two and a half for me because I really liked Art Carney a lot in this. I like the premise and some of the some of the scenes itself. I like the villain. It just the the core of the relationship between the two main characters just did not land, and I feel like that. If it did, I really this would have been really up there for me because I really liked a lot of the other stuff in it. So, okay, let me, let, okay, here you go. Let, <laughs> let, me, let me show you something on my phone here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's my notes that's the for the greatest, okay? Okay, that's a lot. See, see all those notes? Yeah. Here are my notes for The Late Show, okay? <laughs> this movie was right, fucking I want to read them. I want to read them I can, I can read them all Okay, because there's like... Five words here, okay? okay? Okay. This movie was so fucking stupid and boring. But, okay, <laughs> basically it just says, Star Wars Holiday Special, Head Art Carney. Yeah, yeah, That yeah. is note number one, because I was trying to link Star Wars in, okay? <laughs> there is a cool walking shot. Yeah. That was, like, the first, po- that was maybe the only positive thing I put on here. Yeah. There was this crazy, like, panning, like, walking shot with a... Dolly? Dolly, yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. it's called. That, I know what you're talking about. Yep. Like, yep. That was a pretty yep. cool shot. Yep. And that was when Lily Tomlin kind of shows up. Yeah. Um, there's also some, yeah, the shit with her cat, they then get her cat, and then they just ignore the cat, and I'm yep. like, oh, what the yep. fuck's going on in this fucking shitty movie? <laughs> and then it just literally says, trying hard to be cool, no idea what is happening, both Art and Lily are very annoying, they both talk so <laughs> stupid, I don't care about anything that happens in this movie. Wow. That was weird. the entirety of my 
comments. What What's <laughs> interesting too, like Robert Altman's one of my favorite filmmakers. He um what brought out he was a a producer of the film because Robert Benton brought the script to him and said, "Oh, I'll help you produce it." But oh, um, at this point, they made a TV show. I think Robert Altman would have seen that better. Yeah. I looked it up. They made a fucking TV show oh. based on this premise, and um, guess what? It failed. Okay, <laughs> what a fucking surprise! Wow. But it didn't have these two people, so it might have actually been better. And ever, I mean, here's the thing: I like Lily Tomlin. I actively like Art Carney. Yeah. I just hated like this it. fucking movie. Yeah, so, here's the thing: I can't. It isn't. It isn't a movie where you're supposed to like people who are actually horrible. Yeah, I mean, granted, no, it's not. It's not. She's no. annoying, but she's not a bad person. No. Annoying. She's just. No. I just don't want to be your friend. Annoying. No. Okay. Right. And Art Carney seemed to me like he hit his head and thought he had become a fucking character in a shitty old movie that he saw. And so. Oh, he's I like, really liked Art Oh, Carney. God, I yes, really I hated him. Every, I really liked the moment him. he was calling, he called her doll so many times. And I'm like, it's 1977! But that's the point! He but also, whole, nobody was... ever said that! Only in shitty movies! <laughs> and not, in, even in good movies, Back they the would say, days. in Guys and Dolls? Sure, because they might start singing, okay? <laughs> but no, I don't know. It, I, I'm going to give it one. Okay, okay? wow. No. I'm not going to go to the zero star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's no. not one of those. It's just, just don't watch this movie. Actually, it's, it's not very good. Nominated for Best Original Screenplay Academy Award. Well, that's because maybe if you wrote it down and read it, yeah, yeah, you yeah. might not hate yourself, yeah. okay? No, I, so like I said, I, didn't, I, I don't hate this film by any means. I didn't know. I honestly um, didn't care. I liked halfway through the movie. I'm like, I couldn't get. I really liked shit. Art Carney in it. It, but because of the relationship, I didn't buy their friendship, and that's that. I think should have been. the It core. also does that, that thing where core. he has like a heart attack, and then he uses well, an a ulcer. Fake it, was heart like attack. A, it was like a oh, big yeah, it was like an ulcer, and then he uses a fake ulcer. And I'm oh, like, that, that was cool. But he's he the thing. At the end, but yeah. he fools like the bad guys with it. I'm like. The bad guys weren't there when he said an ulcer, so why the fuck does he I have will, to show us an ulcer earlier? I will say it has some... So that he fakes us out? Actually, Stupid. the end, when, when he shoots him at the end, that's some great practical effect squibs. With, it shoots the, when I have boom, no boom, recollection. Shoots him and he shoots I have him no recollection because of my lack of caring. Oh, okay? I, thought, I thought that was cool. So, <laughs> But yeah, I can't recommend it. So it's a two and a half for me. I, I So it is a disagreement. I'm still not fully recommending the movie <laughs> but i really like art carney in i it. just remember sitting and, uh, watching it and i'm like god damn austin's gonna love this no movie. i don't love it i didn't love it i didn't love <laughs> I it i was afraid you were gonna be nope. it one of those ones like oh my god it's my favorite thing ever no no no, like, no, oh, no god this movie's so fucking terrible oh, good. okay it's just here's the thing you give it two and a half stars you give movies you don't like two and a half stars well it's two and a half <laughs> two and a half to me is i you can't play it against sam two and a half stars no, i give it a because two i give it a two. two. Oh, so that means you liked it as much as you like normal movies so not hated it with every fiber no i did not hate it but i also didn't think it worked either and this one it wasn't so two and a half for me is an almost i'm like oh i almost can fully recommend it because i really liked art carney and stuff but just the relationship maybe i was in a shitty mood or something boy (laughs) he just started right off and i'm like i actually didn't think i wasn't sure they're both so fucking annoying in this movie so i i I had a feeling you were gonna find billy tomlin annoying but i'm surprised that you didn't like Art Carney. I thought you'd like him. I movie. like Art Carney. I just hated this yeah. Art Carney in this fucking movie. I thought you'd movie. like him in this. But maybe it might be also the problem with, I want to see Art Carney be Art Carney. Yeah. And in this, he's trying to be like this grim, I'm a serious person. Because I got an, I was nominated for an Oscar last year. <laughs> well, he won. He won whatever, three years before for Harry and Tonto. Sure. Okay. I haven't seen that. <laughs> I haven't seen that. If we travel at the right time, maybe I'll watch Wizards. it. Wizards. 
Wizards, I guarantee I have more notes for Wizards. <laughs> so Wizards, so this is um, an animated film, Ralph Bakshi. Mark Hamill is a voice in this. Guess what? There you Guess go. what? Mark Star, Star Wars. Star Wars like Mark Hamill. Yeah. Also, yeah, yeah, yeah. also it opens with 20th Century Fox. I'm like, it's basically, I'm just watching Star, Star Wars. Wars yeah. I'm watching Star Wars right now. It, it, okay. It's not like Star Wars <laughs> no, at all. It's well, it's, they got Wizards. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the most Star Wars part about right, it. Right, right. <laughs> so I don't. Are you familiar with Ralph Bakshi? At all? Yes. Okay, you are. I, 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 he, I saw. I he did the old Hobbit one, right? Was that him? No, that's not. He, well, did, the, he did the he Lord, of the, Lord of the Rings one. Yep. I know. I've Which seen, was a year I've after seen this. all those things. I've seen all. So he those. did one of those. Oh, that one that. has actual like animation. This yeah. one has some animation, and then it kind of just like rotoscoping. We, we have some cool pictures. Let's show. Yeah, let's, yeah, show yeah. A, let's show a panning shot of a cool picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Ralph Bakshi, he started doing like the old Spider-Man series from the '60s. You know, Spider-Man. That's you know, he started doing that stuff. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. His first movie that he actually did was Fritz the Cat. Yes, that was, was the, one we almost saw. If it was I remember, X-rated. That was one that movie. was on our possible list. For yes, one of the was. episodes. And then, uh, so Fritz the Cat. He also directed. So this is so. You, there's a lot of stuff in this movie because it's Ralph Bakshi and he. Is not the most politically correct person ever. Um, <laughs> yes, but I, I knew that. About this him is too. his most least offensive film besides the Lord of the Rings movie. So this is. Um, yeah, he, he seems he to movie, actively go for offensive. He this, a, he's just like I'm yeah. gonna make a movie. I guess. He, heavy, heavy traffic was a movie that he made in '73, and then he made a movie called Coonskin in 1975. Which I've actually heard of that. I've seen it. I, I, I've, I've heard. I've heard some people try to defend and it. And, and I actually like Coonskin, but American Pop he did, which was a kind of a popular Fire and Ice in in, in uh, and then he also directed in 1992 Cool World. So that's like, what I was cool thinking world. of. He directed it, and the animation in that is like because that is a live action animation, yeah, like, like Roger uh, Rabbit, yeah. Thing, yeah. Don't compare it with Roger. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's where that's where the comparison stops. Anyway, so this movie is is so he he did this before he did um, Lord of the Rings. So this is almost like his. Well, so he, he wrote did, it, but didn't he only do the first one of the Lord of the Rings? So he only did somebody the, else had to do well, like the they finish of it. Or well, something? they didn't finish it. That because a whole different animator because they made a Hobbit in '77, yeah, and then they did Return of the King like in '80 or whatever. Yeah. But Lord of the Rings wasn't related to any of those. Like it was a totally different animation company. It, I know. So he I, just he just wanted but to make. I, I thought that the Return of the King continued from his Lord of the Rings, which is essentially well, his Lord of the Rings. It is just fellowship. It didn't continue. From that, it just he just made Return. They just Jules or whatever Bass and Rankin oh. made Return of the King. Okay. He never got to finish his Lord of the Rings. Yeah, he never got. To what he did it. was essentially just Fellowship, Fellowship, and half of the Two Towers. Yeah, so like, he wanted yeah, a two-parter thing. Yep. Which is why I just sort of assumed the second. No, was it wasn't thing. related. So you can't really watch them together. They don't really work. No. Well, I mean, you could. I, I mean, mean, there might be a couple of missing but, things. I'm like, well, what happened to that guy? But okay. Um. <laughs> so this one is kind of like he's making his own universe here, and he kind of it's like, I'm going to make my version of a Lord of the Rings weird fantasy movie. Kind and of. I kind guess. of. So it, it's, it's about two wizards. Um, one is good, one is bad, and they get separated. And uh, you know they do their they're doing their own thing. They show like a story of like how there was a big battle against good versus evil. I like the character and, design in this a lot. Yeah, the way, yeah me the too. Way, the me way too. the characters looked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, this poster here shows yeah, a lot of it. Yeah. Although the poster is a lot more detailed than anything in the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. It's it's really cool. And um, and I'm I'm actually a fan of Bakshi, so. 
Spoiler: I've seen this movie like twenty times. So twenty times. <laughs> so I saw it when, I saw it when I was like in junior high, and I watched it over and over again. I would show it to like friends. I'm like, look, they swear in this movie. You know, I was, oh, you know, okay. I was like, I was like eleven years old. You know, I would understandable. I saw movies with boobs for no reason. I'm just like, boobs. oh, look at this. Okay. Oh, you get to see this fairy's nipples. Look at this. You know, like I could just draw a circle for you. <laughs> if that's what you want. <laughs> so, but anyways, so it's about these two wizards, and now. There's kind of peace right now, but the what? What's I can't? Why can't I think of his name? I can't. I weirdly sitting here. <laughs> Black uh, Wolf. Yeah, Black Wolf. This is the Black evil Wolf? twin. Yeah, Black Wolf. So you don't uh, remember that for some name. reason. I remember that. Okay. Yeah. So Black. I was like, when you said, I was expecting Avatar. When you said it, I was gonna remember it. And I'm like, nope, don't remember that name. <laughs> Black <laughs> Avatar and and Black Wolf. And so Black Wolf is like plans. He finds like this old film camera with like Nazi Holocaust shit, and he's like yes. to inspire his troops to do bad Thousands things. Thousands of years later, yeah, and yeah, it all yeah. still works. But whatever. So right, you know, film didn't deteriorate. Yeah, like, whatever. He did some type yeah. of like hologram, yeah, yeah, yeah. or something. It was yeah, weird. it's kind of cool. So they end up kind of taking over destroying the lands and it's up to avatar to kind of confront his brother again in a nutshell what's going on there's also Weehawk, who's an elf warrior that joins along in the journey and then uh eleanor who's the fairy princess of the president that was killed by peace who is peace is one of the kind of uh cybernetic robot whatever soldiers his like after he kills the president he is now free from it or they do something yeah. Where I, I now wanna, he's a good guy. There's a lot of things not clear in this movie. Well, okay? and I don't think... But you're right. You don't, he just sort of converts and now he's with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so at least to like a big confrontation and stuff. But on the way, they meet a bunch of weird... They have a bunch of misadventures with like weird fairies and other stuff like that. So if you're familiar with Ralph Bakshi, it's, he's just is a weird person with lots of weird humor and just strange animated sequences and it's pretty much like a fever dream or a bad acid trip is what and i think that's what he goes for i really yes. do if you watch his films that's what he does i am a big fan of this movie i really like it um i've watched it when i was younger and i just it's it, I'm it's, wondering you how can't much watch... you having seen it when you were a kid a bunch of times. No, no, right, right, right. Is going to change absolutely. You. Okay. But this isn't also into the horrible human. This you also are. isn't <laughs> a movie though where you sit and trying to make sense of it. You kind of have to sit back and just let just vibe with it. Kind oh, of. I wish you had told me when I tried to watch this movie and understand what was happening. Because... I understood it, but also there were times where I'm like, I guess that happened. Sure. <laughs> also. We're going to now have five minutes where it's literally just, here's a close-up of what is essentially a comic book panel, and then we're going to slowly pan to the right, okay? I kind of like that, <laughs> though, with at least for the beginning when they were like showing like the beginning stories and the beginning yes, of Yes, actually, and stuff. weirdly, in the beginning when that was happening, it was like a... And the drawings are gorgeous. like an audiobook narration with some stuff in the background. It kind of reminded like, me of like heavy metal, the way the, the way some of the, anim yeah. the, and the, the illustrations and, look. And I'm like, if this was... And I also knew it was going to change because I hadn't seen this, but I had seen like a trailer yeah, for a long time yeah. ago. But when I opened and started doing that, I'm like... Okay, if this was somehow, if this was a whole movie, maybe I'm in the right mood, I could watch the shit out of it. Okay? <laughs> Where it's literally still images, but there's an auto narr audio narration, but the still images are a beautiful. Really beautiful. Gorgeous illustrations. Beautiful yeah. illustrations. Yeah, I think so too. And then the animations are, so I'm like, okay, I still don't hate this. I didn't hate, hate this. Okay, good, good, okay? good, good. I'm not going to sit here and scream, okay? <laughs> but... Also, this movie is pretty fucking good. <laughs> you know, like, I, I think it's. I didn't like like it. It's so. It's a two star movie. Okay, okay, okay. It's so weird and crazy, and um, I love the music. Actually, in the it's film a one and a half star movie. I'm sorry. 
I have to bring it down. I, just... um, Andrew Billing did the music, but I really liked the music in the film as well, too. It's, it has, like, it's weird. It kind of has, like, a weird haunting horror film thing, but then it has, like, funk and disco kind of, like, mixed in, which is yes, weird. Yes, it does it's a have, weird... it's got a weird soundtrack. And I like it. I, I really dig it's, it. It's, um... Um, and I love it's Bob nifty. Holt. Bob Holt is great as I love the vo- um, Bob Hope's in this. Weird. Bob Holt is Bob the voice Hope's of Avatar. What's Bob weird? So this. you have all of these like the animation kind of looks um, like heavy metalish a little bit, except for Avatar looks like he's straight out of a Ziggy cartoon. He does. <laughs> he is weird. Also, for some reason, he has like a sidekick slash girlfriend who is weirdly scantily clad and is like what is happening what what put some clothes on you're in the fucking snow okay well they do put a he puts a cloak on like a cloak on sure and then she like gets brainwashed yeah then immediately isn't brainwashed anymore and i'm like this this isn't a movie to watch for the plot like i said you vibe with it you gotta add 10 minutes to this movie make her brainwashed okay yeah, it's a short movie enough too, but you know it's rated PG, but it's it's pretty violent. <laughs> pretty violent. Well, yeah, there's literally footage. There's world, literally World War II footage that they did some yeah. rotoscoping to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then it's where they literally just show tanks, right? But then they never actually fight the tanks. No. And so Ralph Bakshi, he's known to do this, and he did this. It's he art. Did this, this is in Lord art. Of the, he did this. Yeah, he did this in Lord of the Rings. And I don't know if he's the one that started this, but he kind of did this roto- the thing called rotoscoping where you would film real people and then they would like animate over it. Yeah, and then and, they added horns. And add horns. Uh, they they would add horns. They, like that the one unicorn horse or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They would and, add some stuff to the animation. Which but I mean, still, it's weirdly, I'm watching it and I'm like, this is cool looking. Well, and it's... I don't know how much it fits with some of the other stuff well, that they show the in the thing. movie. Ralph Bakshi's films... It's really jarring sometimes. All his films are really wildly uneven, and they're always, they're usually like that. Lord of the Rings is probably the one that had, probably has the most consistent tone. But this one, it's like... It has some really serious, disturbing shit. And then all of a sudden, when a character walks, you hear... Boing, 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 boing. Like, you hear these cartoons. There's also, like, skits that happen. Oh, yeah. Between, like, the Stormtrooper guys. We got Fritz! Yeah. Let's get a little face. <laughs> and I love, and I also like the parts when they when they go visit the priests, and then the guy's like, "Okay, Dumbo. Okay, stupid." He sounds like Beetlejuice or Michael. It's Michael weird. Keel. It <laughs> is. I mean, I guess that's what he's going and for. I and I laugh at it works. a lot because I, I think you laugh at it because you saw it when you were eleven years old. Yeah, last and, time, and, okay? I'm just, and it's just, I'm fifty-four years old. Okay. <laughs> But it's, it's so a lot of it's still funny to me, and I love the end too when he confronts Avatar. You're like, well, there's going to be this big wizard battle, and he literally pulls out a gun and he's like, I'm glad you changed your ass name, you son of a bitch, and he shoots him. <laughs> that was awesome. That is funny. That was great. I, that is cool. He just <laughs> shoots the guy. And I will admit, if I was 14 and I saw that That's what I did. clad lady I, yeah, run around, yeah. and that 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 hot anime animated chick, <laughs> I would have been like, "Yeah, my hormones mean I have to like this movie." I guess. I yeah, guess. and Mark, so Mark Hamill's a uh, small part. He was like that Sean the Fairy that shows up and uh, was. Um, I don't remember anything about Sean the Fairy. Yeah, well, so he had like apparently he, it's a character. He had like a cowboy hat or whatever, and then oh, and then was, that was Mark Hamill. Yeah, and he was just like assassins and then he gets shot and it was just like and then that was it he gets top billing because it's the only name in the movie okay um, it's i'm a big um mean streets fan mean streets is a martin scorsese film 1973 um richard romanus and david proville richard romanus is we the elf warrior and david proville does peace the voice of peace where he's like i like peace and he talks like this 
those two actors are in Mean Streets and they're they're a co-star together. So I'm like, oh, there's a reunion. So I the thought that was cool. The character designs, I thought that was really neat. look like Elf Quest. You ever read any Elf Quest? Yeah, comics? I know. Yeah, I know. They what were talking super about super yeah. Elf Quest like. Mm-hmm. It's pretty. It's it's goofy. Yeah, I thought I so. I mean, it's cool. And I then like the, the look battle, of Elf Quest, the, so. the some of the battle scenes are so violent and disturbing when they are showing like the Nazis and this, and you see like people like some of the characters are wearing like swastikas on their yeah. uniforms. It's and, and because it's, they had all this World War II footage, yeah. and so they're like they've been influenced by swastikas. We'll put swastikas on. The yeah, thing. yeah. Okay. And sure. so uh, just some of the design is cool. I just I like I said, it's a vibe. The Avatar it's, is so he, he's he's such a weird look. He looks so he looks like Papa Smurf showed up. Yeah, and decided yeah. to be a badass. He's got a red nose okay. and he's just and he's like, not really even a badass. He just like makes jokes and then at the end of the movie he shoots the other guy and he's done. He's just okay. like he drinks like, and weird. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, it's not a movie to be like. You know, has a crazy, you know, like a tightly structured beginning, middle, and end. It's just a fantasy movie with a bunch of weird shit with weird tones of like disturbing and wacky slapstick, yeah. and they kind of put them together. And I dig it. I, I, I have this poster on your wall because I that need poster, to get it. That poster, yeah, is really cool. I, I would totally that get it. That poster is awesome. I would get it. So I actually really like the movie. I'm giving it a three and a half out of four because I, I, and, and, I, I, know, I'm giving it a one and a half. I, okay. I will three say three and a half, yeah. Austin. So are you are you okay? Yeah. So are you okay, Austin. Some, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna deny that it could be some nostalgia, but I still think even if I didn't see it, I still wouldn't. I still think I, I gave, would buy it. I gave a big half little lady four stars, and I'm willing to 100 percent admit it's because it's me. It's only because I gave it a three. It's yeah, the yeah, movie's yeah. good. Yeah. I just. Only because I yeah, like yeah, it yeah. that much, okay? So, no, I really like... it. for the first time yesterday, I probably wouldn't give it four stars. Actually, okay? you know, when we, um, while we were watching, I thought I thought this was going to be the movie you were going to hate. So, I'm glad you don't hate it. So no. That, oh, oh, the fact you're right. giving it a two... That makes sense. The fact you're giving it a two, I'm like, oh, yay. Because I did mention that. Okay, yeah. When, <laughs> when like, I said that, I, I just did. assumed it was going to be Wizards. I thought it was going to be Wizards. I, no, I was, was surprised that it was Late Show. It's, so. it's, oh, you should be surprised. It's fucking terrible. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> so that's Wizards. So two, three and a half. Um, I, if you like... I said one and a half. One and a half, sorry. fucking numbers oh, work? Well, you just said two. I and forgot then I retroactively yeah, changed it. So I'm going to rumple skillskin your ass, okay? <laughs> so three and a half... And for me, I feel like if you like weird shit and just can just give into the film's weirdness, if you like, drugs, I think you like it. Yeah, I guess maybe that's another thing. I've never done drugs. I've never done drugs either. But I watch this movie makes you feel like you should do drugs. Okay. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I and I'm sure there's a following of people that do drugs and yes. watch his films. So correct. Anyways, the last movie we have is The Front, and this is directed by Martin Ritt, uh, written by Walter Bernstein, both who were blacklisted. Um, yes, at the end credits, it shows all the people who worked on the film. And, and Jura Mostel was also blacklisted, which is interesting too. So this is a uh, so this isn't a Woody Allen movie per se. It is written by Walter Walter Bernstein and directed by. I Martin think he Ritz. had some influence on what happened in this movie. Okay, so yeah, that'd be interesting. I'd like to know about the making of this film. Yeah. actually, I'll go into a little bit more what I feel about Martin Ritt and the casting and stuff. But it's essentially it takes place in the early fifties. During the Hollywood blacklist, and I find this era fascinating. I love it's, this whole thing. There's, have you seen the Majestic with Frank, uh, uh, with uh, J- uh, Jim Carrey, directed by Frank Darabont? No, I have not seen. It's that about one. the. That's about the blacklist. Is that about the blacklist? Yeah. Oh, okay. And also, there's a movie um, 
with Robert De Niro in 1991 called the Guilty by Well, there's uh, Guilty by Suspicion. Good night or whatever. What's that thing? Good called? night, good luck. Yeah, with George Clooney. But the um, Guilty by Suspicion with Robert De Niro as a blacklisted filmmaker in the 50s. Okay, that's also awesome. So I kind of really like this whole the whole idea of it and the actual history of it. And this isn't actual history, but a lot of it is really closely based on some stuff that actually really did happen. Y- yes, I- especially on Walter Bernstein's. Because he's the screenwriter, he wrote this um, based on his experiences with being blacklisted, which I found kind of interesting. Let's let's cast Woody Allen in it and then have Woody Allen make it so your character <laughs> is significantly less likable. Okay. <laughs> so Woody Allen plays Howard Prince, who is a um, he's a cashier at like a restaurant bar or whatever. Yes, and they... yeah, he has a friend who's a writer, played by Michael Murphy. I'm a big Michael Murphy fan. He's the bad guy in Cloak and Dagger. He's in some Robert Altman movies. He's also in Woody Allen's Manhattan. Michael Murphy is, and he's, I think he's really good in this movie. He plays um, Alfred Miller, who is a screenwriter who has been blacklisted. And, and, and it starts right off. It, yeah. it gets to that plot. Yeah. Like, and then, oh, we're well, minute Woody, in, we're done well, here. Howard, Howard, Woody Allen's character, Howard's like, what do you mean? Bla- oh, I thought something was wrong with you. You're in good health. Good, good, good. And he's like, no, you don't understand. I can't work. I can't do this. I think it's just part of the way that Woody Allen does stuff. It immediately made me go like, are you just a... Are you trying to be a dick, Woody Allen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's I, like, I, oh, good, good. At least you're not sick, but now I have no reason to actually give a shit about you. Okay? Right, right, right. <laughs> well, he's trying to figure out what's going on, and yeah. well, and there's a little bit of transition to his character, too, at Howard, so... It's it, it, the last five minutes <laughs> of movie, sure. So... <laughs> But what's what's interesting? So then, he, so he's like, "Hey, I want." He pretty much says, "I want you to be a front." So you're gonna write the scripts. You're gonna, you know. And, no, I'm gonna write the scripts. Well, that's what I mean. I, yeah. And then you're, you're going gonna, to yeah put your name on the script. Yep. I he writes. And I'm the gonna give you yep. 10 five percent, ten percent, ten percent, ten percent. Yep. And he's like, "Okay, sure." And he's like, "I what? I have to go meet with this guy." He's like, "Oh, it's fine. You'll be fine." And so it ends up working. It it works. He it works. gets there and his and it's television writing teleplays and it's so some show. I they, and, it's, they, and it's live back when they did live television back yeah. then. And then um, one of the actors on there is I was going to say Shecky Green, but it's not. It's Hecky Brown. It's Shecky Green, but, but it's not even based on Shecky. <laughs> it's Green, not. It's Hecky Brown. Yes, yeah. it's but it's Hecky Brown, which is played by Zero Mostel, and he, and he's another actor that ends up becoming blacklisted later on in the movie. But then he meets, and he's like in panic mode. Oh yeah. In and then, full and panic, like full panic God, I just wanted to bang that hot chick. Well, oh yeah, right, right. <laughs> and then um, that's why. Uh, so, anyways, Woody Allen meets um, kind of a co-producer, whatever assistant, uh, Florence, and I can't pronounce her name. Andrea Marco Vicky. I who, actually that was pretty good in the movie. She's good. Yeah, I thought she's good. Oh, keep going. <laughs> I, I'm, I have I have many things. To say. I, have, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I have many things to say about certain aspects. Yeah, yeah, of the yeah. Movie. Okay. So, um, but so they have a relationship, and he's just like, okay, I, you know, they she she falls in love with I think his writing, even though she doesn't say that she fell in love with his writing. But yes, she did. She falls in love with the script she read. That she yeah, yeah, read, yeah, yeah, yeah. But she did. Not he write. did not write. But then later <laughs> on in the movie, he gets you know, um, he's like he's doing it for like three people. Yeah, and he's and so he ends somehow, up getting other people somehow doing he it. Still fools people by having a life and i'm like i'm pretty sure you'd have to at least act like you spend yeah. 20 hours sitting home scripting okay? right 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 because you're so, writing for three different writers now so yeah so he <laughs> so he ends up doing that and then he also becomes friends with zero mustel zero mustel gets approached by the com- the the committee to spy on uh Woody Woody Allen. yeah yeah and so, because but, they assume he's some do they think he's a front? I wasn't. No, really they don't. Clear. No, no, no. They, they, just they, think they he's assume another that he, communist. communist. Yep, yep. Yes. That's what they. They just want to make sure they're 
So because of his weird speech pattern. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so, but then there's a friendship that forms between Woody Allen and Zero Muscala. Yes. The film, um, which I think is the, one of the best parts of the movie, actually. Um, we'll, we'll get there. We'll, we'll get there. <laughs> but but then all goes to the end where he they find out that he that Woody Allen's been meeting with Michael Murphy and all the other guys and they're like, okay, you're part of the Communist Party, so you come up, name names, and you'll be cleared, whatever. And then it's a big he has a big yeah. thing at the end where he pretty much tells this is where the f word in the PG movie go fuck yourselves. Yes, so at the end of the movie, the one f word allowed becomes the PG hero. Yeah, 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 thirteen before PG thirteen existed. Yeah, for the vast majority of this movie, yes, Woody Allen is very actively just doing this because he wants the money, and then he doesn't really turn until that literally yeah. right at the end. Yeah, and I'm like, there didn't seem to like the transition. have him transition into being not yeah. a piece and of it's shit. It's a ninety minute movie, so it's yeah, it's you know, and it, also it a little there's longer. a couple other things. Yeah, okay. Um, well, first of all, I want to talk about Martin oh, Ritt. Yes, yes. Martin ahead. Ritt. So he's a he directed HUD with Paul Newman. He directed Norma Ray after this, which ended up being nominated for Best Picture. He uh, directed Sounder, which was nominated for Best Picture in 1972. So he's a pretty he, he's a pretty he's a pretty uh, uh, respected dramatic filmmaker. So it was interesting why he decided to cast Woody Allen in this because. If if you would have put another like dramatic actor in this film, it would have a totally different feel to the movie. And I'm it would. And and I think Martin Ritt had an idea of what tone and what he wanted to do with the movie. And I'm like, so there had to have been a reason why he. And I would love to find out like what prompted him to go like I think Woody Allen would be interesting in this because even though I have the serious dialogue, he's going to say something and it might have a lighter tone to it. It might have a you know it's going to feel different. And uh, it's interesting, and I'm not saying for better or worse, I just thought that was an interesting choice of what he would do. I actually like the movie, and I like Woody Allen in the film. I do think that, obviously, there are lines in the movie that Woody Allen had to have improvised, because you're like, oh, that's 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 totally... Woody Allen, there's... I'm going to tell you, I felt like there were literally certain entire concepts yeah that were that were literally there because Woody, Woody Allen, Allen was in the movie was in the movie yeah. and said okay at one point he gets a girlfriend yeah and he's like talking to her yeah and she says she has a boyfriend yep. and he like convinces her out of this and I'm like that literally only exists because Woody Allen honestly believes that real men steal women <laughs> I honestly believe that. The old, that makes him cooler in Woody Allen's you, eyes. I bet you it was in the script. that. that I don't know. It didn't seem like it. I think his delivery and some of the dialogue he says was And then was, he gooses Woody some Allen. random girl? Oh, that was, yeah. That was, that I, was weird. As soon as I, I saw that, I was like, understand. oh, shit, Tim, don't see that part. Uh, I'm like, like, I saw it. I saw it. And I'm like, uh, what and why? Yeah. Why that is a, that? And nothing like that really he doesn't. No. Nah, he doesn't. He doesn't seem to know other women. Okay. Yeah. That was, <laughs> like, that was weird. Why is that in this movie? Okay. <laughs> so what the fuck that was the most like I want to. Oh, he. I think that was one of those ones where I'm like Woody Allen saw a pretty girl and said, "Let's write in there so I could touch her butt." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, is that it? Well, I don't another know. interesting thing about this too, and this is just me because I'm I'm a. A uh, pretty big follower of Woody Allen's career, and, and as far as his directing life, I'm a big fan. He's actually one of my favorite filmmakers. It, before this movie, he made, I think, four films. He did um, uh, Take the Money and Run, uh, Bananas, Everything You Always Want to Know About Sex, and Love and Death. Those films 
are very different than the rest of his films. They're slapstick, and the way they're filmed and shot and edited are kind of choppy. And after this movie, he made Annie Hall. And he didn't write and direct this movie, obviously. But he wrote and directed Annie Hall. A lot of the same shots and the longer takes that, in this movie, he started using. I wonder if... Being on the set of this film, maybe he was inspired or got some um, influence from Martin Ritt or just seeing like, oh, I should make my movies. I like how he used this longer take. Like, I'm wondering, because he's never cited Martin Ritt as an influence. He cited like Igmar Bergman and other filmmakers. But I'm curious to know if this had any influence on the rest of his filmmaking career. Because if you would have told me Woody Allen wrote and directed this, I wouldn't disagree with you. It seemed like he could have wrote and directed this film. It does. It does. It does. And not in a negative way. I'm like it felt. Is, it felt like it could have. It could have been one of his films. He, he he he. And I I agree. There are there are times when he seems to turn full Woody Allen. Yeah. But there are other times where I'm like, oh, he's just saying the lines, so it's more acting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And with the times when he's going Woody Allen, it weirdly reminded me of that crazy scene from Burglar with Bobcat, where I'm like. This doesn't make any fucking sense. Just shut up, okay? <laughs> just, just uh, talk like a human being. Right, right, okay? right, right. right. You, this is pulling me out of the movie. Some of Your the stupid talking is dumb. Oh, and then seeing some different character actors. Danny Aiello was in there as a. Have you seen Danny Aiello? He was the grocer guy. Oh, was he? Okay. And I'm like, there's Danny Aiello, and he later on used Danny Aiello in uh, Purple Rose of Cairo. Um, I remember seeing Purple Rose of Cairo and liking it, but also I think Woody Allen's really in it. Is he? He's no, not, he's not in it at all. Yeah, that no, no, no. might be why I like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's why I'm curious to see what you think it's of Annie like Hall. It's got like actors. I'm scared of what you think of Annie because Annie Hall is one of my favorite movies. I, I think I, my I problem is his speak, his talking, and his delivery is going to yeah. pull me I get out it. of a movie. No, and, it, and every it, time it no, just feels so. It is an acquired taste. Stupid. I get it. I get it. it just, I get it. It's like I love it, but nobody else in the movie is talking like that. No, and then he talks like. He's from a different fucking planet, and that's, I'm like, no, that's just talk like a is. fucking human. <laughs> and I and and I think the, I've, heard, I've actually seen like interviews with him. Yeah. No, he talks like a person most of the time. He does. He does. In it. movies, this is, he like, talks just, like this Woody this Allen bullshit character. And I think that's I think that's why Martin Ritt hired him because I think he wanted that for some reason. I mean, it'd be interesting to find out why. Yeah, maybe. I mean, he, Woody Allen was huge. Yeah, he was he wasn't? Oh, at, he, at, Woody Allen. Right Eddie Allen made him even bigger. Oh my god, he was about to get really huge. But, got, this, but he yeah. was pretty fucking big at this point. Yeah. And he'd been around for a decade. All right. And he's just getting bigger and bigger. So let's go into it with you. Let's hear some of your stuff. I, oh, <laughs> well, okay. Some of my, actually, the scenes, like the first time you see Zero yeah. with like, I don't know, his agent yeah. or somebody like that. Yeah. And they're like talking. Yeah. I'm like, holy shit. I wish this was the movie. <laughs> this is fucking fascinating. This is great because Zero is in full panic mode. Yeah. It's not his agent. It's like no. literally like an investigator yeah. or something. Yeah. And he's like interrogating him. And Zero's like just trying to like I was just oh, this is a girl with a big ass. I girl with the big butt. I just wanted to <laughs> I, I just I just wanted to get laid. Yeah. And I didn't even get laid. And I'm stuck. Yeah. This stuff is like, yes, this yeah. is what I want the movie to be. I don't want it to go to Woody Allen yeah. now hitting on a woman and then making him feel like a better man because he stole her from somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, no, fucking you're garbage. <laughs> you are stupid. Okay? Stop it. Go back to Zero. And then Zero, whenever there was Zero stuff, I was fascinated. Because Zero was awesome, and whenever he was doing stuff, it made sense. He yeah. was in panic mode. Yeah. He used to be a name. Yeah. And it's going away. And then he kills himself. Yeah. There's, like, no emotion in that. 
they tried to make it look like he cared. I think like, I know I come across. I don't know. He was like that scene though when he killed it, himself. It's because of the way Woody talks. They were like saying, "Oh, you could have put it on Hecky," and he's like, yeah. "But Hecky's dead." And I'm like, "How about you say no instead of that?" Okay. The shot the, when he killed himself though was like it was a long take. Where he it gets into great, his hotel. That was he great. Gets, he gets his champagne. Zero is good. <laughs> he gets his champagne and he goes over here and he's, he's like looking in the himself. mirror. He does some. He does some huckster. Huck, yeah, he yeah. Does some, he does and some then, bit. Then he walks off camera and you hear the window open and then it pans over and it's empty. Like yeah. He, well, you heard like a thud. I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it yeah. was like, whoa. He has jumped out. Really, he, he, he killed himself out the window. And it yeah. was a really powerful scene, powerful moment. Yeah. Uh, I, guess, I actually kind of thought he was going to kill himself. Because the scene, like before that, he went to Woody Allen's. Like I thought he was going to kill him there. I yeah, thought yeah. he was going to die there. I, I, I thought. So I too. thought he was there to jump out the window. So, at, um, I will say this. Uh, so yeah, I didn't mention much about this yet because I was going to save it for last. But Zero Mustel is so good in this movie. He's really. He's, He's so he got good. nominated for a BAFTA for it. He should have been nominated for an Oscar. Oh, but he's so he's good. very good in the he's film. Really I'm, good in the movie. I'm a, also a big fan of Zero Mostel. Um, funny thing happened way to the form. The producers, the Mel Brooks producers, he's so fucking good in that movie. Um, yeah. So I every time he's in a movie, I love him. And he uh, he died um, a year later. Um, so actually, so this came out in '76. He died fall of '77. So he died. Oh. Yeah. Wow. He of an aneurysm at 62. Oh wow! Um, he did the Muppet Show. He he filmed it in the summer, and he died before it aired. So he died oh. before his episode of the Muppet Show aired. Wow! So wow! But I love Zero Mustel. He's so yeah, good. Zero and is, seen, so and he's usually a huge comic actor. Yeah. And in this movie, it's a pretty serious work, dramatic work. I mean, in the there's film. one scene where he's like on stage, and yeah. I'm like, that's why he's a star. Yeah. He's, I can see so why good. his character, at least, is and a star in this so, universe. So, uh, Walter Bernstein, the screenwriter, he wrote a scene based on an incident that Zero Mostel had. That scene when they go to, like, the Catskills or whatever the, to do the comic thing. Yeah. And they wouldn't pay him the stuff. He, it didn't play out exactly like that, but he threw did, a fit. Did he attack the guy? No, he did it on stage. Oh. Apparently, he did it on stage. That sounds like, as much as it was not, it was cool in this, that, that, sounds, that sounds cooler. <laughs> but, that sounds fascinating. So, that actually happened. So, he actually. Those like, actuals actually happened to Zero That himself. actually happened to when Zero himself. Like 40 or something. Probably, yeah, yeah, huh? yeah, yeah. So, that was like in 1951 when that happened. Wow. To him. And he didn't work again. He started doing theater in the late 50s, early 60s, but he didn't do another film for 15 years. He From 51 to 66, he didn't make a movie. Because that was the thing that. And then he came back for producers. No, um, funny thing happened with the forum. Oh, okay. And then, then the producers are shortly okay, after. Okay. Yeah. Um. So, but yeah, I was watching, and I it was weird. Every other character, yeah, yeah. but the Woody Allen character, yeah, yeah. was fascinating yeah. to me. The peop the the writers who are blacklisted, and their problem is different from Zero's yeah, problem because yeah. Zero, the writers have a guy. Yeah. Just give it to but him. Zero He'll has put it nothing. In. Zero can't do shit. His entire thing is himself. Yeah. And now he's getting paid, like, he was getting, like, two grand or something. Three grand, and then Three he was grand, getting paid. two hundred. But then he's bucks. like, I'm going to get paid 500 And then they said, no, you're getting 250 And I was like, oh, because 500 was an insult. Yeah. And then 250 And now it's 250 yeah. And then, well, and then they said 300 Then it went back to 250 And, then he, and I'm like, oh, this is, oh he's, not, <laughs> he's not happy about this. But I'm, then I'm like, in the mid-50s, I would have taken 250 in a heartbeat. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, of course. But I'm not course. zero. Yeah. Or hecky. Right, but it Hecky was Brown. So, since I'm a fan of Woody Allen, I, 
the the Woody Allen stuff did work for me. It's I do find it really odd and curious that Martin Ritt would cast him in this role. I honestly think um, I might have liked this movie a lot if it did. I, I feel like Woody that. Allen. I feel like that if it had an actual fucking person who can act because Woody Allen is a filmmaker. Yeah, and I guess I mean having seen Purple Rose, yeah. he can direct. Yeah, and he can write and stuff. Yeah. But I just hate him when he's on screen. Yeah. I just fucking nope, hate him. I get it. I get it. <laughs> just like, shut up. <laughs> that's why I don't think he's like Annie talk, Hall. Talk because, like a person. Well, that's so just Annie a... Hall is like a whole universe of fourth wall breaking and shit. Right. Stuff. But it's so, Woody Allen. I think you're still going to It's gonna Woody hate. Allen. I'm, yeah, I might have the same problem, but also I might be able to overlook it because everything in it is going to be fucking weird. I lo- okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love... It's not going to be... This movie is trying to be a serious movie yeah. and a terror thing, and then every time he talks, I feel like, you're just stupid. Okay? <laughs> you, don't, you don't understand anything. As a matter of fact, in, right in the beginning, yeah. I, I guess i got a lot to talk about this movie. Yeah, no, right in the beginning going. of this movie, it's Woody Allen's character... And the first writer. Yeah, Michael Murphy. Michael, yeah, as Alfred Miller. Yes. (laughs) They're, like, talking. This is, like, a minute into the movie. Yeah. And Alfred Miller's, like, essentially trying to... is, Is asking him to be a front. Yeah. And then Woody Allen, for some reason, has to say, Oh, you're gonna give me a thing? And I'm like, you have to fucking... We, we understand! Why are you repeating? It's because you're Woody Allen, and you think everybody's fucking stupid. I don't understand. <laughs> oh, you explain this to us, Woody Allen. We already told us. Shut up. Be a fucking person. You're you're saying it because the only reason to say it is because you're in a movie and the audience has to hear it. Right. It pulls me out of shit. Yeah. Because of the way no, he does it. I get it. I get it. I get it. Um. So it didn't pull me out because I think it's a neat bit of casting, a little bit. Um. But yeah, I, I totally get it. If um, I I was really afraid. Because at one point he actively leeches on this one girl, yeah. who I'm like, that girl's real young. And then she finds out he's a writer, and he goes, uh, and I'm like, first of all, he's not really even a writer. And then he lies, yeah. says he's a dentist. And I'm like, it's amusing that he's double lying. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> um, so my the only problem that I had was towards the end. I wish it was a little longer because I do think the the transition of him all of a sudden turning into kind of like a crusader at the end. Wasn't it, quite it's there. instantaneous. It wasn't instantaneous. He was actually becoming I, even more of a piece of shit. Yeah. Right before that, where yeah. he was like, he was like criticizing the scripts and stuff. And I'm like, he Dude, was not so, your job because okay? he was. I do think he was supposed to be kind of a character that wasn't super likable, but then turned likable. Yeah. And but he was the transition never wasn't there. The also, transition wasn't that was there. the thing though. It literally starts right off like the very first scene. Alfred Miller walks in yeah. and he's like doing the stuff, and I'm like. I mean, I appreciate we got to the plot early, but I, I kind of would have assumed maybe we would have seen him getting on the blacklist first or yeah. something. There would have been stuff before that, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't see any of that. But then, so that didn't I'm like, bother me. okay, it, it, it didn't bother me because I'm like, this movie is about the Woody Allen character. Yeah. It makes sense. It's his story. Yes. And then we go to Zero, and I'm like, I guess it's not entirely about Woody Allen. We have all another character, yeah. and it's half, half the movie's him. Zero so, is great, yeah. So, yeah. So, I... This one's hard to rate. It's because a, it's a the, three. I give it a three. The I stuff three. I liked... A strong three, but just, it would have been higher if the transition was better He's for just me. in it so much yeah. that he pulls it down every time. Yeah. He pulls me out of the movie every time because he never talks like a fucking character. It's Woody, it's Woody Allen. <laughs> I do like his... Two and a half? I, have, I can going, see you I'll, getting a two and a half. I'll give it two and a half. I do really like his speech at the end when he's... Or, or not really a speech, but they're, he's, you know, they're literally like going, Hey, are you? do you know this person? I'm like, who? 
Like I thought yeah. that stuff was good. Oh, like I like that. Fucking bothered me. Well, well, in, in in the interrogation. Yeah, scene, though, I like that. I like where that he was like end. trying to stall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understood what he was doing, and they even. Yeah. But even in that instance, somebody says something, and then he has to like explain it, and I'm like, shut up. We know what you're doing. <laughs> We can see it. It's on our screen. I did like it when he was... It did make me cheer, just, though, when just, he was like... It made me cheer when he's like, go fuck yourself at I, the end. I'm like, that was awesome. I was like, yes. I, it would have made me cheer if I would have thought it made sense for his character at any yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. Because it's literally just instantaneously happens. Yep. Because all the stuff for stalling felt to me more like he was protecting himself. And not his, not the other guys. Yeah. And then it converts over to him protecting the other people. And, and I'm like, what? That came out of nowhere. <laughs> and to make it weird, so yeah, I'm going to three or two and a half. Now, the other thing that's weird about this, this is not a drive-in movie. <laughs> like we saw this in the drive-in. This, a, this just that, this it, is not a drive-in no, movie. No, not at all. And it's right after Murder by Death. Well, I guess they're <laughs> both. Murder by Death isn't necessarily a drive Murder by Death has, as much as I sit here ripping Woody Allen, that does have a character in it that should play out of the movie, but I fucking loved every second of it. Oh, I love love Murder by Death. Yeah, Murder by Death. But I mean, uh, what's his face is in it? God damn, what's his fucking... Truman Capote? Truman Capote. He's so good. It's it's so silly and stupid, but I loved it. So, I mean, Well, that was also a farce. But that's not a serious movie. No, right. This is more of a dramatic film. So if this starred someone like Dustin Hoffman or something like that, that would have been... That would have been phenomenal right you literally get a guy who's because in this it's literally he just has a guy he happens to know from the deli he goes to yeah and he's like i'm gonna offer you a thing because i need somebody to do this for me (laughs) also i'll give you money okay okay i I like money he seems to have a lot of money by the end and i'm like he's only getting 10 percent. okay i don't think he should have this much money So, yeah, so I, I did like it a little more than you, but I, I don't think it's perfect. But, yeah, Zero Mostel is the reason to watch this movie. Zero Mostel is the reason to watch this amazing. movie. All right, so my f- favorite film? Well, what, how, what, oh, what's going to be your favorite movie out of these? The car, probably, for probably you. Probably the car. <laughs> so, just because for me, I like Wizards. So, Wizards for me is Oh, my yeah, Wizards favorite. is going to be your number one. because my number one. Because you're a psycho. But, but Car is also <laughs> the, a lot of the fun. The Car is But I also really, like, I do, I can recommend the Weirdly... Fun. If you have a problem with Where Woody you, Allen, here's the thing: don't watch. Other it. than the Late Show, I didn't completely hate the rest of these movies. No, the front is interesting. I didn't okay? hate any of Wizards the is insanity. It is, but I understand that it. That's why, why I like it. It's cool. That's why I the like car it. is fun. Pumping iron makes is cool. Yeah. The greatest is also. More, That's my least favorite it, for me. More, That's my least. It's favorite. more interesting than it is good. Yeah. So. Best performance, uh, best leading actor. There's really not a leading actress in this. So there's not that many leading actors. It's got Woody Allen and Art Carney <laughs> and, and, and Muhammad Ali and James Brolin. <laughs> Muhammad I guess. Ali and Brolin. And uh, I, for me, not really any actress in public. For me, for me, it was Art Carney because I know you didn't it's, like him. But it's, it's not he's, Art Carney. He's my, my favorite act, my favorite performance by an actor. My favorite performance that is. It's not a lead, but it's obviously supporting, zero. Supporting, zero is the yeah, best. Supporting for actor for is zero, and that's the best performance of of, of the, of the of, show of the yeah. entire yeah. thing. Is yeah. zero, zero, yeah, zero is, so is fantastic. I'm trying to think of like there really the wasn't actors. No, the, be, the best you can't female do, you can't is Lily Tomlin. Uh, no, it's what's her face in the car when she gets murdered. Yeah. It's fun. she's actually really yeah, good. She's really and good then movie. she just gets fucking car murdered by a jumping car that jumped through her house. It was awesome. Okay. All right, I got her name again. Kathleen Lloyd. Yeah. That's, yeah. She's, she was, she's good yeah. in the movie. I, I, she's good. I, and I also, I just like, I mean, <laughs> that's, it's it's weird that that has to be my favorite movie of the six. <laughs> the car. It's the car. Well, 
the last episode, Wild Thing was your favorite movie. So well, but, I mean, well, but here's the thing: the car isn't bad or good enough to be Wild Thing. True, Wild Thing is perfection. Yeah, okay? yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that was that was our episode, and this season is finale, season finale, and we don't know. We might be back next week. Who knows? Like, we, we have we, no idea. Like, uh, we we don't know. It'll when the we, next season starts. We haven't aired, but I'm telling you, yeah. season finale for the next one. Yeah, 1980. I don't know when Empire will open. Okay. Yeah, that must have been May something, That's but yeah, we'll figure it out. I don't know. Um, but could have been later in the summer. I don't know. Uh, no, I'm pretty sure it's May. I think they just, well, uh, that's what they did the so, Memorial so, Weekend. Because okay. I know Return of the Jedi was also May. Oh, okay. 83. That's that's cool. Season 3. 80. That, we, 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 we might get Final Countdown. We already mentioned that. Oh, you, you yeah. Like that. I've never, I haven't seen you Final Countdown. See oh, I don't know. So one in eighty that came out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, as as we are recording this right now, none of them have aired yet. I have, we have not aired the episode, so we don't know. Correct. What's happening? With That's it. because so we'll find out. Sometimes when you make when you make a mini series, yeah, 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 you make the whole fucking thing before you sure, put it out. Sure, why not? Okay? That's what we did here. <laughs> Now, granted, there's a high likelihood for season two. Those will start coming out after we've made like eight of them. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, because we just, because I'm sure we're in about two weeks. We're like, hey, we need let's watch some more movies. Yes. So, because this is a lot yes. of fun. We've been really. We're going to take a little break. We've from been watching re- six movies every week. Yeah, or so. yeah. We've okay. been really, yeah, we've been really enjoying this season. So I have been, been, been except for it. some of the movies. Well, I still like the watching them. No, I like. I don't care. I like watching movies. Yes. Like I, I good, know. bad. It's just I, fun to watch. You are more able to just i know i get it even my zero star movies it's fine i'm like you this this is we're this right now we're recording this but it's just a it's like a little bit after oscar season you had to say we're gonna take a couple weeks off because i have to watch everything that's ever nominated for the i did i watched in every category and i'm like good god you're gonna watch a lot of fucking movies and then you did (laughs) i did you watched like 15 movies in like a week yeah it It was was really crazy okay and i'm like okay (laughs) i've seen one of them okay and i would do so and because we do uh these you know, we're going back in time doing movie marathons. Did you ever do that? Did you ever do a movie marathon? Yes, movie I used to do them back in. I have, I still have the stubs from two different okay. movie marathons back in '99. So you would actually go and do because I would do that all the time in, in the '90s as well. I but would, I, I, would be I, like, I did it in the multiplex era though. Yeah, just me too. To no, me too. Me like, too. We would buy a ticket. And then every other movie, we would actually buy the oh. ticket, but we would just sneak into the thing. Well, because every because almost universally, the second every other movie, nobody's in there. I did, okay? I, I did do kind of what we what we're doing is we go to one theater, we go to the other theater, because I'd be like, okay, I'm gonna see these two movies here, but now I want to go to Lagoon to go see this art movie, and then I go, so I would drive to like three theaters well, in I, one day. I remember doing it. Uh, this we're, we're here in yeah. Minnesota. Yeah, the first like real full multiplex was in White Bear Lake. Oh, the Muller Family Theater. The north, right? yeah. the north of White Bear Lake. Yeah. That had... It's White Bear Township Theater. White Bear Township it's Theater. It's awesome theater. That yeah. had... Yeah. But that was like the first one that was yeah. like that, where they had like 14, 16 screens 14 or something screens, like that. They yeah. had a bunch. And we would just go like look in the newspaper because it was like 99 and yeah. the internet didn't have that kind of information No. we look in there and we would we'd pace it out and then we're like, and then we'll go get some food at this point. Yep. Then we'll come back and yeah. see other movies. I, I did that too. I saw, I saw some good movies. Mostly, I mean, I remember I saw Iron Giant one. Iron oh, Giant's yeah. fucking phenomenal. I love it. I didn't see it in the theater, so you. Beat oh me in well, that that's because you suck, Austin. Can't Look at this. We're talking. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> we gonna have to do another podcast just about just we oh, could. Stuff about. keep going. All right, so that's it. I don't know what we're gonna do next. Hopefully, I don't. We know. don't have the dates. We don't. For the next I have one. no idea what we're gonna be doing. So we'll figure it out. We're, I'm gonna try to make it even like we did. 
this time. Well, too, I've so. already said we though, have to do the forties. We so. have to we have to a couple of forties ones because we, we, we somehow it, didn't do any forties. We didn't do anything. And in the 40s. I do know that in the description you wrote, we go from the twenties to the nineties. I'm gonna I'm try. Like, I'm trying to look for a twenties that's no, gonna work. But so, here's the thing about yeah. the twenties. Yeah, we actually travel in time. Yes, we, we do. Don't want to watch movies that you people can't see. That's true. Okay, <laughs> so we aren't going to watch Lost films, films right, okay? right? Right. That would just be me. I would love okay? to. Um, there's, I'm a big Lauren Hardy fan, and there's a Lauren Hardy movie called Hats Off that is lost forever. It has never been seen since 1928. Well, you can go see it, but you're not allowed to talk about it. Okay. <laughs> Ever. Yes, let's do it. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it. I hope you enjoyed the season, and hope you'll be back for the next season. So that's it. Thank you. Yay, thank you. Thank you for season one. (laughs) A triumphant success, I hope. I hope. (laughs) Trying to think of what do you think the best movie was. The The best one that we watched was The Chase. Oh, so I would say out of the movies that I haven't seen, that probably is the case, The Chase, I think. My favorite movie that we watched is Gentleman for Blondes. That's just, I love, okay. that's one of my favorite movies of all time. Okay. That's probably the one that I've... The episode the that had both The Chase and uh, Big Hand for Little Lady is my favorite oh, episode. Oh, that was I, good. I, I, my first, the only one I gave, I gave four stars to two movies. My favorite <laughs> episode, the actually where we went to, the best marathon for me was 1960. Because seeing the gazebo and Lady the, Killers. You're right. I've never seen those before, I, and that was just really cool. Biggest surprise. The gazebo. That is probably a biggest surprise. So, I've never fucking heard of that no, movie. No, it was so good. Nobody's heard of that movie. And the Chase was also a pretty big surprise, yes. too. That was but also But the Gazebo really is one yeah. that nobody fucking knows about. Oh. And when I've told people about this podcast and stuff, and I'm like, oh, I should watch the Gazebo. The Gazebo the is just fun. It's so it's good. It's fun, and you've never fucking heard of it, and it's just good. Yeah. really. <laughs> yeah, I really like that. But anyways, um, we'll, we'll be back. We will be back for season two. Rough Night in Jericho also. Oh, Rough Night in Jericho is fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah. we, 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 we shall return. Yes, we shall Unless return. one of us gets in a car accident. Or something. <laughs> okay. All right, and then, uh, then we'll go back in time to stop the car accident from happening. That's... Um, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I kind of thought the time machine worked where you couldn't go anything. You had to go back 30 years or further. Oh, okay. And 110 years or less. Okay. <laughs> I think those are the rules. All right, so this was Film Geek Time Machine, and uh, that was season one. And I'm your host, Austin Kennedy. I'm the other guy, Tim Kaiser. And we'll see you next time. Correct. (laughs) You did it. You win. I did. You're smart. I did. You sound so amazing. Okay. Bye-bye.